hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the world of Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Hello. I sing in Acid Rain. I also do stand-up comedy. Um, Fine, you know, on social media, it's all good. Um, so welcome, welcome, welcome to a the first um, Talking Bollocks special in quite some time. I can't remember the last one I did. Um, these pop up occasionally um, when I've got, you know, a special reason to do it or a, a lot of content. And, and in this case, it's both. Um, we've got a cracking two part lengthy interview with Gene Hogland. And then uh, a real laugh-a-rama with uh, Marcos Agueda for half an hour as well. Um, really enjoyed doing this. And um, I, just great to see old friends again. It was such a cool day. Um, hooked up with Gene, uh, who was always a wonderful host. Had everything sorted for us, you know. Had, and and it was just really good to see him again. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just, you know... Friendships like that, they just go on forever. Um, um, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to waffle on too much because this is a special. It's all about the people who are on the special. It's certainly not about me. Um, but I do wanted to mention that um, if you so if you were to sign up at Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Howard H Smith. You would also have an extra uh, half an hour with Gene where you would have been able to submit your questions and have them uh, and have him answer them. Um, and you will also be uh, getting a 20 minute, um, 20, 25 minute video of the day all from behind the scenes. So that's what you can get. Go to that Patreon forward slash Howard H. Smith, uh, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith, $5 a month, six, $6 including tax, I think, and there's loads of really cool stuff every month, including loads of Acid Rain um, behind the scenes shit as well, and, and a lot of comedy stuff that I do as well. So anyway, look, there it is. That's the first and last mention, I promise. Um, yeah, this was this was just very, very cool. Uh, Gene is, um, is the man. Um, it's dead funny. Um, we spent an entire tour back in 89 basically the two of us just debating any subject you could we just sit there and just absolutely and this uh, the last time i saw him actually was when there they was when testament was supporting amana math um we were at the roundhouse and uh and he came and got me and he took me into testament's dressing room and there was no one there it was just me and him and he sat down and i just looked at him and i went wow trump hey and he just looks at me and goes hmm Brexit, right? And we just sat there and just picked up and started debating like we were on the tour bus, you know, back in Europe in 1999, straight away, just knocking it backwards and forwards. And um, he's he's such a great, honestly, such a great friend, such a great guy. And I'm, I'm sounding, I'm sounding gushing. I'm sounding like a, a lovey type now. I'm like, oh, it's such good value. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, anyway, look, I'm, you, you did not, you did not get this to listen to me. So, Let's 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 get on with this. Here is myself and Jean having a chat. First part takes place in um, a little room that Jean had got us sorted out. Um, there's a bit of a drum sound check going on in the background, um, but we were using clip mics, so um, you should be able to pick everything up. And as always, not edited. Your um, uh, tour manager comes in and, and gives me passes halfway through, and 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 has you know various questions and stuff like that. So it's all exactly as it happened and um here we go here's uh gene and i at the forum a week ago 
And just as I said that, I thought, wow, yeah, it's actually exactly a week ago. But the weird thing is, if you're listening to this, um, like, in the future, then that doesn't mean anything, really, does it? It's absolutely pointless. And for future listeners, by the way, (coughs) coronavirus is everywhere right now. Anyway, here's me and Gene. Um, So um, I am here with uh, my, my good old friend, who I don't see... Anywhere near enough of. That's right. Hey, how are you, man? Greetings, HR. I'm doing I'm great. I'm very well. Thank you for sorting all this stuff out. Piece of cake. Um, Chocolate cake. <laughs> Brilliant. You've been slightly busy yourself as well, haven't you? Yeah, indeed. So how was... Um, I mean, we had a we had a very interesting conversation when I last saw you at the um, Amon Amath, where mm-hmm. recording the last album wasn't exactly yeah. the, the best... That's right. Uh, ...best environment you've ever had recorded. That's right. Um... Was this an improvement? Massive, because I made it so. I cleared my schedule, and I was like, let's not have the same sort of issue that we had last time, where we're getting to the studio, and I've got the tunes worked out in my head, and then it's like, no, let's do the all the drum licks that were put on the demo. And it's like, well, that's not my licks. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like your licks, but they're not mine. Let me improve on those. And that was the issue on the last album. This one, I cleared my schedule, so Eric and I wrote the album from the ground up. Right. Okay. And I'm. I was there with quality control over riffs and stuff. Like, you sure you want to write that riff? It's like, you know, I don't know. I've heard that riff somewhere else. You know, I'm I'm a real big stickler for. I'm called the riff police. You know, if you're writing something that sounds like somebody else, I'm gonna call you on it. Not to be a dick, but just like, hey, just so you know, that riff's already out there in the in the world. You know, you don't want somebody coming to you. Hey, man, you stole my riff. Yeah, but, but you but you consume a lot of music, right? I do. So I so do. and not not everyone does. Some people are very much kind of in their own mm-hmm. kind of world. So mm-hmm. it is kind of like your duty to go, like you say, you know, that that is out there or something very similar. You may not be aware. Yeah, I'm just making you aware, and that's all. So that that was my main gig on this, and so you know, it took us a, around six months or so from from the first jam session to the recording. And one thing that we did is when we had the songs pretty much ready to go, we had them all demoed up to a large degree. Um, we got in the studio and I tracked the drums for 19 days straight. And the first 10 days or so, or even more, we were demoing the songs. So it was like pre-production demo. Usually when you do a pre-production demo, you take some time, you come back in the studio later and you, you do what you did on the demo or you fix stuff up. We kind of work the songs out on the fly. So it was production demo all the way up to a certain point and then directly right into tracking because we're like, we just track the songs. We know them really well. The, the, you know, the arrangements are as much arranged. You know, you do some, there, thanks to modern technology, you can come yeah. back afterwards. It's like, hey, I'm not feeling that part being two times. We want it four times. Or this part at the end is ten times. We should cut it down to two times. That kind of thing. Yeah. You could do that sort of thing. So certain arrangements changed after we recorded them, but they're just minor, you know, content changes kind yeah. of thing, arrangement changes. So, so that was cool, you know, I played the hell out of the drums on the record and everybody did a great job. Alex brought a couple of songs to the table, which is that's, right. that's rare for Testament to have Alex write an entire song because I know Alex will 
drop in some parts, you know, like maybe probably around lead area. Like, yeah, hey, I got my lead worked out. Here's all the part I want behind it. Let's slide it in there. But Alex wrote two great songs on the record. And, you know, the album is a really killer Testament record. Testament fans are really going to dig it. And um, I, I, I believe, is my personal opinion, it is definitely Andy Sneap's best mix he's done. And, you know, Andy's killer, and he really stepped up his game on this. And I, and I believe we might have been the first mix after he got back from the priest stuff. So right. maybe fresh ears were a little fresh, yeah. and he wasn't burned out about, you know, getting the studio tan for six months sort of thing. He He was ready to go. And I was a little concerned about, like, how is it going to be after playing 140 rock show dates? I know my ears get a little tired after yeah. giant touring and I need some time. And But Andy just jumped right back in and it was great. He must have a really sweet mix live. You know, well, it's nice I, and mellow. <laughs> well, I, I, funnily enough, I spoke to him after he'd been back a couple of weeks. And he, was oh, just, he was just waiting for your there was yes. a slight delay. He was waiting for your, sure. your tracks to arrive to start mixing. Uh-huh. Um when you say that, what kind of so what what sort of what sort of aspect of of what he's done has kind of made you go right? Okay, that is like yeah. Well, you, you know, we all know Andy has a a very discernible sound. A sound, yeah. He's got his yeah, and, that, and that's kind of why you use him. Fair enough. And yeah. one thing I do know is that Eric Peterson, our guitarist, he's very very. I guess the word would be proactive on the mix. So he's always in there with Andy. You know back and forth back and forth and you know emails and stuff and Eric will travel out to England if he has to um, but they Eric is very involved in the mix and I think Eric is always pushing Andy I believe just what I feel Eric's probably pushing Andy to like hey let's let's really capture the the, the acoustic drum sound as opposed to just throwing some some sound replacement on it or whatever because sounds like my drums you know, it, it, and it sounds really good. Everything's really crisp and really awesome sounding. The guitars are really present and all is well. So, you know, good job. And, and you know, I think Testament fans are really going to dig the record. It's, it's, a, it's quite a varied sound for Testament, but it's all very Testament. You know, it's, it's very melodic, but not in silly ways. It's just, you know, Chuck has been a melodic vocalist, we all know, and, and the melodies Chuck's throwing out there on this, he challenged himself quite a bit. It's melodic, but it's cool, you know? It's not like, oh, man, that's like radio commercial melodic. Not at all. It's just good singing, good riffs, good production, lots of energy, and, you know, I think I think Testament fans are really going to really going to be into it so uh well that's uh, that's great because i know like i said when we spoke after you'd done the last album that was um uh, you know that was mm-hmm. uh, funnily enough i spoke to chuck as well this is the same thing like, every, right everybody yeah. was just like i remember saying to chuck as well right at the end of it, it was like we've given it's come out so well would you you know now would you consider working like that again and he was like Fuck no, no. <laughs> yeah. and we were all like no we're not going to do that that's why i cleared the schedule for months to to be able to do it so yeah we just didn't want another situation like that Fortunately, the last album came out really good. It was good and aggressive, and darn tootin' it was aggressive, man. We were pissed. So, <laughs> and this one is is like I say, it's still really, really good, and people are gonna people are gonna be stoked on it. Totally, like we're gonna debut the brand new single tonight. So we're gonna work that out and sound check a little bit. Awesome! I look forward to uh, filming that. Don't worry, it won't go online. <laughs> no, we're gonna tell everybody tonight. Film it. Put it online, live stream it, do right. whatever you want because right. 
apparently there's some issues with this venue letting us use their Wi-Fi and their streaming service. Oh, so we're right. we're gonna be like, fuck you, do it anyway, man. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna tell people, film it, live stream it, do it. So Chuck's and tell people right then and there. You know, get your cameras out, do what you want. We're gonna be filming it and put it on the Testament site, I'm sure. So because we cannot live stream it the way we initially intended. So right. we're going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah, well, that's, and like you say, when, when, you've got, when you've got a room full of 2,000 people who, you know, it's like, well, go for it. Yeah, yeah. do it. Who's going to stop that? Yeah, right. Totally. So did you, um, uh, I know you, you, did you nearly die on the ferry? No, 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 no. That was, that was brutal. It was the most brutal travel experience I've ever been through. We've all been through, you know, massive turbulence on planes and all that sort of stuff. And this was, this was that to a much larger degree. But hey, instead of getting thrown around a plane, you're getting thrown around your, your boat cabin where you got a bed, you know? Yeah. It was, it was crazy though, like it was, it felt like a plane was doing a very harsh landing like 40 times in a row. Right. That's, you know, it's like I actually levitated quite a few times and like, you know, in those, in those ferries, you know, your cabins aren't spacious by any means. And so, you know, your bed's kind of right here. Your bathroom toilet is right there and trying to get to the bathroom is challenging. You know, you can't make it and then trying to come out of it, you know. You, do your stuff, come out, and like just trying to fall into your bed, which is right there. Just try, I'm trying to get in. I cannot, you know, the boat's going this way. And now, okay, I'm going to just jump and see what happens. And you jump, you levitate, and then the bed just kind of falls underneath you, and then you land in it. So that was crazy. But I was kind of chuckling at the whole thing. Like, yeah. oh, this is nuts. But I was never, I, I, I don't get too fearful of yeah. my life or anything. I'm like, we're on a boat. You know, we're going to be okay. These things are designed for this. We're okay. But apparently they have categories of storms up in Scandinavia or wherever the hell we were at. And they go up to 12 and 12 is the maximum. And we were at a category 11 that we went in. And people were on the other, on both sides were like, frankly, we don't know how they let you guys go. Like you were the only ship on the sea that day. Everybody got shut down and. I know there was a mention that we lost the equipment truck. It's like, we didn't lose it. It just didn't, it had to go on a separate cargo ferry that never left the dock. So when we got over to Finland, um, Exodus and, and Flake, uh, Exodus and (laughs) Death Angel were kind enough to let us use their, their gear because they're, they're pulling trailers. So, we jumped on the Testament gear. I mean, on the Death Angel drums, and we borrowed gear from those guys. We yeah. made the show happen. You know, but, but the thing is, it's like when when something like that happens, it's like it, it is it almost like a oh oh this is actually quite fun. This is quite yeah. a challenge. It's like great. Yeah. This yeah. is like being thrown back into those. Oh, I'm going to turn up at a venue and yes. I don't know what I'm playing. Yes, and I haven't done this for fucking years. That's all it was. Yeah, it was fine, man. We made it happen, and fortunately, Will from Will Carroll from Death Angel. He is an open-handed drum player like I am, and his his setup is relatively simple to mo- similar to mine. So it was easy to just kind of swap over there, and we've got great crews and all. Oh, everybody, we're all family here, you know. Yeah. Exodus, Death Angel, Testament, the crew, everybody's super cool with each other. So it's it 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 wasn't no thing, you know. Like, hey, let's help you guys out. Like a couple of days ago. 
Death Angel and Exodus missed their ferry. So we were all prepared when they got here to just help them get their shit. They didn't show up. Where was it? It was in Bristol. And they showed up at like 5.30 p.m. sort of thing for the gig. And, you know, we made sure to just have a lot of loaders ready and just help them out any way we could. So... So it, it, it reciprocates sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and uh, so you know, tours like this get talked about and never happen. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. You know, um, for it to for it to not only happen, but for it all to kind of like sync together with the new album coming out and everything yeah, else man. as well, it's just like that's awesome. Yeah, man. You know, and and like I say just really different. The stars aligned on this one, and. I know we've talked about, you know, but all three bands have talked. We've all, we've toured with Death Angel and we've toured with Exodus, but all three of us together hasn't happened yet. So, you know, you got some of the, I don't know what the number would be, big seven, big eight or whatever. You got some of the big eight <laughs> together yeah. anyway. You know? like, yeah. And we're twice the, the original six. Yeah. Yeah. The all original six, the fairly large eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, it's just really cool that it's come together. I mean, Death Angel obviously got a new album. Ex- Exodus are, are, are possibly on their longest touring cycle ever for yeah, one album. Yeah. Eight, eight years. I mean, crazy. I think that's that's about like, the, I, I think this is about the fourth time sure. that they've been to the UK on this tour. I believe it, yeah. Um, but of course, it's like each time there's always been, there's, there's always been something slightly different. Like, yes. oh, whatever it be but this time it's Gary Gary's back totally and they're crushing every night they're just savage you know they're on fire every night and one thing that's that you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not in charge of this decision but I think it's an awesome decision is that um, Exodus you know is getting 60 minutes a night excellent and uh, Death Angel gets about 50 that's awesome yeah you know, that's fucking awesome yeah. it's a good package so let everybody you know we have to start the shows a little bit earlier but hey Death Angel you're not playing 25 minutes half an hour you know even 40 minutes you're gonna play 50 and Exodus you you know you deserve at least 60 and yeah Testament we take we were supposed to play 75 but we found a way to stretch it to 90 every night so so that, it's a big fat package of metal but, I mean, but that is that is awesome because that I mean that's not far off kind of like three hour, three and a half hours of, of set time across Fair the enough. night yeah man which is like phenomenal sure um, but also like you say just making sure that each band has a decent because uh, ultimately it's, it's three headline bands yeah absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's three bands who can do headline tours in the UK and have done recently totally totally so to give everybody a fair shout is absolutely right um, I believe that's a Chuck Billy decision, so we back that for you know. Thank you, Chuck, for doing that. You know, and it's it makes for a better night. You know, it makes yeah. everybody happy. The bands are happy. I think Death Angel's happy. Like, hey, we're opening, but we get fifty. And Exodus is like, we're getting sixty. Kick ass. We it's take like it. Opening. We're doing fifty minutes. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Who does fifty minutes third on the bill? Yeah. Like, right. No one. Yeah, man. So that is really cool. Way to go, Testament. Way to go, Chuck and Eric. You got it. So, so do, does Chuck specifically manage the business side of the band, or is slightly involved in it? Or I, I, I believe so. I, I believe he's their only manager. I think, but him and Eric are, you know, they're the business partners. So, I think, you know, it, it, I, I think their relationship works out pretty well. Chuck handles the biz. Eric handles the creative. You know, Eric designs the T-shirts and obviously writes crap load of the music and all that sort of stuff so I think their their relationship is, is has a good balance you know so 
but I think Chuck is the manager. I, he's the only guy I deal with, you know, and there's not like, hey, talk to our guy in New York or anything. There's never anything like that. So, yeah, yeah pretty much Chuck and I deal with our biz together, and Eric will chime in every once in a while on it, and it's all good. Oh, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so it's, it's funny to hear you talk there. I, it, I mean, you've been with Testament a long time. Are you a member? Do you consider yourself a member, or are you kind of, you know... Well, they, are you still on that same basis of are you are you going to be ready for this gene? Because it sounds like you made such a commitment with the new album. Well, there is, you know, I testament are my friends. I'm always going to make myself available if I am. But I think they understand that you know Gene came into this being like kind of his own entity. So. Um, you know, we know that Eugene's got to do things, and sometimes the schedules might not not line up. And I try to make my schedule as testament friendly as possible. But there are times when it occurs that you know, hey, these there's nothing you can do about this, but you're going to have to pull out of this leg or this run or this week or this something, or you got to miss this date. Just a couple of months back, um, Dark Angel had some stuff on the books, and Testament played. Uh, in South America and you know we reached out to Dirk Verburen Megadeth and he yeah. sat in for Gene and killed it you know Dirk's a great drummer you know thank you Dirk for stepping in at such short notice so um, that was cool as a matter of fact I thought it was kind of funny I was at Dirk's house taking pictures his wife Hannah was taking pictures for the album the same day that Dirk was up with Eric at Eric's house jamming the new record or jamming jamming the the set you know and she's like yeah i just got back from the airport of dropping dirk off and i had to drop him off to go up to play your stuff while you're coming to buy our place to take pictures for the album i I thought that was fun Uh, that's cool that's cool um what was the what was the stuff you had with on the books with dark angel ah god where did we play mexico guadalajara maybe monterey and you know a big festival and we played with Possessed and Emperor and and the whole Deicide. Oh wow! A whole bunch of cool people. That's yeah, a dog day. Pretty savage fest. Yeah, totally. It was, and there was a bunch of other like kick-ass bands. So that was that was a great night. Totally. Speaking of which, do you think you'll do you, you know is 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 Death to All still kicking around? Are you going to be yeah, doing gonna, any any more of that in absolutely. the future? Yeah, we are coming over to play. Uh, I think three festivals right now. Maybe a couple of warm-up dates. Um, in June, we're doing Hellfest, Grass Pop, and Copenhagen, and then we probably got a couple warm-up shows a couple days before that. So we're coming over to do a little bit over there, and we're hoping to do more stuff in 2021. So yeah, that's that's active to me. I'm I'm totally psyched on that. I I love playing death music. And, you know, I love playing with Stevie D and Bobby and, and Max. Our 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 vocalist for it he's great so that's a really sweet little family and we have a we have a great time doing death to all well i i know last time when when you were over for that when we were speaking about it at the underworld you were you were very much kind of like this is like a genuine kind of like musical joy yeah and being away with friends yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's 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 just it's you know it's almost not work it's it's totally it's it's just like you know being away with the boys yeah we do call it vacations totally yeah we we refer to it as the vacation, so <laughs> we're, we're happy to do it. We're, we're stoked, and, and you know, we 
we love keeping Chuck's music alive, you know, and, and I've said this many times. It's like the man is gone, but I don't think that means his music should be gone. And it is a tribute to Chuck. It is it is meant as as, you know, just an homage or something, you know, but we get the added fun bonus of we love playing together. We love playing Chuck's music. So it's a win win for all of us. And, and, you know, it's a small way that we can help take care of the family as well, you know, fire them. As you say, obviously, they're all kind of like really signed off on it and really cool with it. Uh, they, they appear to be. So we're, we're doing some, some things that, yeah, we just, we want to take care of. He isn't there to take care of his family by taking death out on the road. So in our small way, we try to help them out. And, you know, we get to have fun doing it. And and the crowd really seems to enjoy it. You know, like like I've said many times, there's people in the front row, like in, in grown men in tears, you know, yelling out, thank you for doing this. It's like our pleasure, that's, dudes. You know, that's that's what it's for. So it's it's just a night of like. I know it's death metal, but it's it's supposed to be a night of good times and, you know, just remembering, you know, how like I know death is such a, a landmark band for so many folks that, you know, maybe when we're playing at night, certain songs will take you back to that certain time when you heard it the first time and it was all magical and really awesome. And if you get to relive that sort of thing for a few hours, killer, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, no, I, and, uh, and the, uh, what's really weird to me is the thought of somebody is the thought of younger people going to the show who were, who, who literally weren't alive. Correct. You know, you know when Chuck was not alive when they were born. Yes. And they're coming to your shows, yeah, and still experiencing his music. And that's what we get. You know, when we're chatting with dudes after the show, that's what a lot of the younger dudes are like. Fuck, I, you know, it's been my favorite band. I never got to see you guys, obviously. So you know, I'm I'm excited that that we get to come out and see it you know it's it's almost like the real thing so so there you go that's awesome because that it, that is a completely unique experience isn't right it? it's like it is you, you just just don't get to do that <laughs> absolutely yeah we're, we're we're aware of that so and obviously a lot of the older guys are like i saw you guys in 93 saw you guys in 95 saw you guys in 90 or whatever you know, they're like, I never thought I'd see this again. You know, so well, well, we were supposed, we were supposed to tour twice with with, with, with death. Wow! Okay. In fact, there's still there's posters with our with our logos. To nice. You know, you'd say like, sure. here we, just never happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, for whatever reason, um, I think Chuck both times just decided that it uh, happens. Yeah, you know, he just didn't want to go. He didn't want to do it. Sure. Um, and of course, then there was that horrible tour where it was everyone but Chuck. Absolutely, that was bizarre and odd but yeah you know that yeah. is one thing that stevie d has mentioned in in you know quite a few interviews is is that when he and i joined it was kind of like you know we're not going to let stuff like that happen again you know because chuck could be pretty complicated and you know ready to pull out of something at any moment if if it felt weird to him and it might only feel weird to Chuck, but to the rest of us, it's like, dude, this is okay. It's a, don't don't be squirrely about this. And Stevie D, you know, he is an original member of Chuck. Like he goes back to Scream Bloody Gore. He was there pre Scream Bloody Gore. So that's where it's it's like they are. Well, hi. Yeah. Okay, oh you got it. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. Cool. Yeah, I'm ready to sound play check ten times in soundcheck if we have to. Thank you. Yeah, where you know, 
Steve and Chuck, you know, they were best friends. You know, like Steve is the closest person that I know alive that was tight with Chuck. So, you know, Steve, when when he and I got together, we're like, we're not going to let that happen. We're seasoned enough in this business at this moment that we can tell when something's really squirrely and it would be like, okay, we definitely don't want to do this tour or something. But none of that's come up, Chuck. So let's just kind of... We'll get you moving towards the tour, and we're gonna we're not gonna cancel any tours, and we never did. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it, it, was that more a case of kind of like just kind of taking the situation in hand, where previous lineups may have been a little bit more reverential to like could to, be to, to, to Chuck, whereas you were kind of like, well, no, you know, if we're gonna do this, yeah, we're gonna do it properly. I, th- I think it was that, and I think I think Chuck respected that and was like, hey, these two guys got my back. I maybe he didn't feel that with any other lineups, but. We were all pretty solid by the time we were getting, you know, into the touring cycles of individual thought patterns and all that. So I think I think Chuck felt like, you know, these guys aren't going to steer me wrong. They want to move forward. It's going to help the band out. It's going to help me out. It's you know, and and having these two guys behind me and whoever else we get on guitar, you know, I I, I feel good about moving forward with this lineup, and I don't feel any knives are coming out. So I think things are going to be good. So I think that's why we, we never canceled the tour, you know? Yeah. Now that's awesome. And, and your other great love, Dark Angel. Um, how are things, uh, how are things going? I well, know, I, obviously we spoke yeah, sure. before we started recording about time being a bit difficult at the moment, but. And it always is, you know, it's always been a, the, it's been a scheduling challenge nonstop since we, got ourselves together just to play some shows. And we, at that moment, you know, Jim had some some riffs together and some some tunes together. And I was like, holy shit, these are killer. God, fuck, I got tunes. You got tunes. We can pull from some of the old catalog, unreleased catalog if we had to. We can get this album done fuck, super quick. And it's going to be killer. It's going to destroy everything. <laughs> and then life hit. You yeah. know? And so it's, I appreciate yeah. everybody's patience. And I keep saying that. But um, the the last few years, we, we are rather schedulely challenged because um, obviously what, what I do. And, you know, when Jim left Archangel, he, he got himself a, a, a killer career. And so he's trying to work. His career around or worked Dark Angel into his career that he's just had for years. And this was a surprise to him that the band even yeah. came out of the woodwork again. So he's like, he's trying to juggle what he can and I'm trying to juggle what I can. And the fact that I live, you know, three hours away from Jim. And so when we get together, that's always been the best way that we write just face-to-face, guitars in hand. We bought ourselves a little electronic drum kit. Jim's getting a little better with his, you know, his interfacing and being able to track us. So we'll write some riffs, get them together. I'll sit on the kit, bash out some beats, track to that. And so we've got a lot of killer momentum going. And it's just a matter of trying to keep that momentum rolling when there's brand new touring cycles that keep you busy. And then, you know, Jim with his business, you know, there's always some fire he's got to put out with his business and stuff. So we're moving forward and we appreciate everybody's interest and everybody's support. And, and, you know, we're, we're stoked for that, but we just want to release a really killer record and then hopefully be able to take that to whatever next level we can full on touring or spot touring or something, getting some, some road work in with it. And that's that's the hope. So yeah. I think we'll we'll be doing that. You know, it's just a matter of 
getting the time to setting time aside is the most challenging, you know, because to really get an album worked on and done and written and all that, you know, takes takes some time, you know. So you you are talking to somebody who's taken twenty nine years yeah, to get out. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that took us, that took five years from pretty much five years from coming back with the new guys and then and and actually putting a record out. Yeah, sure. Um, and well, you've beaten you know, us. It's been twenty nine years and counting for us. So. <laughs> but yeah, but you're going to take our place on uh, on the all time chart on Wikipedia. We're number eleven at the moment. Of um, the longest, longest gap. gap between studio albums. No shit. Yeah, we're number eleven. Possessed to number ten. Nice. How weird is that? And then it's like crazy. number one is like Chuck Chuck Billy. It's Ch- uh, Chuck Berry or someone like that. Whoa, crazy. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Like, yeah, you know, when we saw that, I was like, "Fucking hell, who like who, who does this?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone I know, um, nice. but um, it, the thing is, it's been so long. That people will be, people will wait. People will be more than happy to just, you know, look at Exorder. You sure, know, that, there you go. That, you know that Another came fly now, and everyone was like, "Whoa!" Everybody's yeah. still good. It's a killer record, you know. And that's the only thing that we have to do, of course, is put out a really killer record. We can't half-ass it. I, I wouldn't. We wouldn't, exactly, you know. So yeah, it's going to be killer, and it's it, people are going to be stoked. So. Have you got as far as as demos yet, or any? Is 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 we, we, you know you writing lyrics? Yeah. Is Ron oh, got yeah. vocal ideas? Yeah, yeah, that? we've got all that rolling. So awesome. we're we're moving forward, you know. And it, like I say, it's just it's a little bit schedule challenge, but there there's always progress, you know. And Jim, when I get when we get together, there's always progress. I've got lyrics, I got vocals, and you know my my lyrics are a little more surreal now. Like back in the day, I used to just beat you over the head with the concept. The lyrics weren't that important, but the concept was just, I'm going to hit you over the head with it. Now I just, I leave it a little nebulous, you know? The exact same thing has has happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because when I was writing lyrics before, I was like, you know, 19, 20, whatever. It's like, the world must know what I think. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Young Um, man with vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Check out these words. Yeah. Um, And then, and then like all those years go by and I'd say the the simplest way to put it, I saw, um, I saw uh, Carl Alvarez from The Descendants say this once and I always thought that's brilliant. Is like now I have a tendency to write more. In the past, I wrote about what I thought. Now I write about what I feel. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. You know, because yeah. it's like being that bit older, you're more in touch with feelings. Yeah, sure. You're not trying to bury them and pretend they don't exist. Fair enough. And just carry on, you know, doing what you're doing. Yeah, man. And, um, and it, yeah, it's been, um, it, 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 it's kind of weird because they, it's still, they're still, as I'm sure you, Look at your own lyrics. You, you know it's you, but it's just kind of a different, a different version. And also it, that ability to leave things you don't have to exactly put across every yes. team, dot every eye. Exactly. You could leave it a little bit nebulous. Leave it just a little bit to the to the reader, the listeners' viewpoint themselves. And rather than force your viewpoint on somebody, you allow them to make their own viewpoint a part of this song, and that just makes it really personal. You know, when it's not being shoved down their throat, the concept or here are my thoughts, you know, rather well, than you can create your own feelings for it. Well, that's what surprised me about doing interviews for the album as well. The amount of, Obviously, I haven't done a lot of those for an album for a long time. But the amount of questions where people are like, oh, right, okay, what are the lyrical themes? What are they, you know, would you describe the lyric, you know, what 
uh, is each song about? And I'm yeah, like, sure. I ain't doing that. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. chance. No. It's like, that, that, that's a perfect way to piss somebody off. Yeah. Who has, who has you know, put this song aside yeah, as their absolutely. thing about their relationship, and it turns out it's I'm not. not. Okay. Oh. Have you ever seen the screen? So don't worry, you'll, you, you, you know, this will all be... Yeah, man, we're good. Good. Edit out my man voice. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the soundtrack will be at three. Three o'clock. You got it. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's, um, it may, I, I think it, um, it, it does make, although the, 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 the flip side of that is now reading loads of reviews and I'm, I'm kind of like, people are going, and clearly these songs, I'm like, fuck. Nothing. That's not what that song is about. It's yeah, nothing. There's a oh, song. Yeah. There's a last song on our album. It's called "United Hates," and even in reviews, people have put brackets. No prizes for guessing what that's about. And it's like, well, if you think it's about the United States, it's not. Yeah, it's true. Got, no. I didn't think about that. But, but exactly. But pe- people will they create their own narrative sometimes just from a song title. Absolutely. And oh, then God, they will, or, or just their own lives, you know. And it's and then then they will apply that narrative and. Well, this yeah. is this is the style of music where they'll they'll apply their own narrative to uh, to uh, uh, a headline, you yeah. know, that is taken way out of context. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, clickbait. Twenty four hours. I mean, because we now have. I mean, I'm always complaining about this on the podcast, but we now, we now have within our scene we have a uh, uh, a twenty four hour news cycle culture. Yeah, so absolutely. Literally, yeah, like you know. David Stain's taking two million pounds off his house that's on the market. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's that's risk that. my day. Yeah. That knowledge. Yeah. Brilliant. Which estate agencies with? Can I order can I rent your viewing? Yeah. You man. know, it, I find it so frustrating when you get all of that, you know, sure. that, that kind of crap out there. But everyone's just trying to just trying to fill, you know, you know, fill their site with something that, yeah, you know, sure, absolutely. that people don't have. I get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it is it, it is bizarre, but it's um, yeah. I mean, that, and, and just to go back to the the, uh, the writing of lyrics, have you found that uh, have you found that sort of cathartic in any way? Is it a long time since you wrote lyrics? Um, well, I, I write. I still write a lot of lyrics, and I've been writing lyrics for friends' bands throughout the years, and and that's when I just kind of started developing the more surreal approach as opposed to beating over the head with concept. So. Um, yeah, I've always, I've, I've never stopped writing lyrics of, and, you know, so I keep those rolling like, and, you know, I got to admit, I, I do try to keep like, kind of like when it comes to the dark angel, I kind of try to keep Ron's, um, like voice range. Oh, definitely. But I also try to keep his, his sensibilities in, in involved. Yeah. I try to. You know, because Ron's life has moved into different avenues since we used to write about what we used to write about. Yeah. So it's not a challenge. It's a it's a it's a welcome challenge. You know, it's like I like I've never really sworn in Dark Angel lyrics and Ron doesn't swear. Believe it or not, that big, scary, tattooed guy does not swear. So I'm not going to put swear words in lyrics and I'm not going to. It's easy to. You know, back in the day, I was writing about a lot of really psychosexual subjects, and it's easy not to write about those, but write about something else equally as interesting, but you know, just a little more on the surreal side. So, Do you know what that re- that reminds me of something. I have just remembered a conversation that we had um, on, on, a, on on a bus in Europe, yeah, all those years ago. Sure, 
and you, it was the, I think it was the CD booklet of Leave Scars. Okay. And there was one song where you'd written, you'd written a, a, a verse and the, the, the first letter yeah. of each line. That was Leave Scars. Then, then, then spelled out a word. Yep. Down the, but on the CD booklet, it was, it flipped over. Oh, yeah. So it yeah. spread across two pages. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no one's going to fucking get yeah. that. It's so annoying. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I think that's called an acrostic. And that was in the song Leave Scars, and I just spelled the word darkness with every first letter. That's and it. on the next album, I used the same thing in the final song of that album, which was called um, A Subtle Induction. And yeah. that was. Some of us know what that's about. Yeah, that was a song about Bambi. Yeah. About the movie Bambi and how what yeah. a twisted one. And so there's an acrostic, if anybody reads the final verse of, of that song. How's it called again? Uh, Subtle induction. Um, it, yeah, it spells out Bambi. You know, so, and, and <laughs> no, I had never noticed that. Yeah, it's subtle little humor. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's. Yeah, we're all grr and scary metal, but you know, we don't take it one thousand percent seriously. You can inject a little bit of humor, whether it's dark or whatever. There's always that aspect. So, you know, the L.A. caffeine machine—that's not I, the I L.A. Remember that. blood yeah. curdling machine. It's kind of a cute <laughs> nickname. So, yeah, no, I remember that. Um, and then, of course, uh, the uh, the uh, everyone's everyone's favorite Dark Angel album, Live Scars. Oh, that's a great one, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Um, that was a, that was a weird move. That was a weird move, just like it was just a stopgap measure till we got yeah. the next album because it you know it was starting to be historically Dark Angel takes a long time between records and we were on that one. We lost a member, so we had to get another member and then get the writing thing started. And that was just a. All that was, that album was, was it was recorded. We have a, 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 there's a radio syndication service in the States called Westwood One. And, you know, they would just record concerts and play them on your local radio station. And this was recorded for one of those situations. So it was just, it was as live a recording as you can get. There's no overdubbing like every other live record ever. And once it, once the show was done, the recording was done. And we all come from the era of your productions don't have to be great. And that was a strange sounding record, like Dark Angel albums tend to be. So it was just something where the, the record labels had, was like, can't, you know, do you mind if we put this thing out just to, you know, keep your name out there and we know you're writing a new record and all that. And we were like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, so it's a rather obscure record, but. I, I know a lot of our friends came to us and said, hey, thanks for thanking me on it, you know? Well, I, that's my favorite part of it as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about the best part of that album, the liner notes. Well, look, um, uh, I've got some questions from subscribers, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop here and squeeze those in before you have to go and sound check. Oh, okay. okay. And we can pick this up afterwards, too, if you want. Yeah, yeah. but do you know what? I would, I, in which case, then, let's, let's carry on and we'll do those questions. Okay, we'll do those questions then, afterwards. Okay, that yeah. sounds good. And I would probably start because I yeah, just got a tech from my my. I just got a text from my tech Jeff saying the kit's all mine, and um, get down here. Yeah, he's he's saying cool. the kit's mine, so I should probably go do that. Cool. All right. Well, and we'll, we'll, and we'll reconvene in a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And so off Gene went to go and do his sound check, and um, then we came back. And um, had another little bit of a chat, and you're going to hear that right now. This time, we're on the tour bus.
Um, so we uh, we pick up um, having just sound checked um, and everything. And yeah, yeah, you're, um, you're you're cool with that. Back in London again. I yeah, mean, yeah. you know, Testament's keeping. Is is it kind of like? Do you look at Testament as your 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 main job, or is it one just one of the many things you do? Well, I got to admit, it is one of the many things I do, and I do a lot a lot of my other things in order to be able to do Testament. So, but it's you know we're all friends, we all know each other. It's a pretty easy working relationship. So I always try to make myself available. But as I've said, there are certain areas where it's like, hey guys, I I got something else going, and they're like, ah, you know, we get it, and we. We, we like having you around, so let's work around that little schedule and, and, you know, we usually, we usually do what we can to make things work, like bring in another drummer. There's been times when Stevie D and I both had to leave, so they brought in another drummer, another bassist. And the kind of complicated thing about that is that if Stevie D and I go do something else, we take our techs with us uh, so right. yeah, yeah, if you gotta yeah. fly it's one thing to fly a guy in but then you gotta fly his tech in too and then you know he's gotta work his stuff out so it's it's you know complications and challenges but you just you just make them you know it's it's heavy metal you know we're all pretty <laughs> yeah pretty relaxed about everything so it happens speaking of techs i i hear fairly recently you, you bumped into an old tech of yours oh that's right Stilly. yeah Stilly. i got to see Stilly in hamburg yeah we were i remember it was Chuck and Tiffany's anniversary, so we I had, we went out to lunch. Me, Chuck, Tiff, and Zet from Exodus, and I bought everybody dinner for that, and that was super fun. And then, you know, the 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 place we were eating was right next to the venue that we we're playing the next night. So we're like, yeah, let's go over and see what's happening tonight. And then I see some. I see on the board at Stereophonics, and I'm like, I wonder if Stilly's still there. And so I asked the first guy, is Stilly here? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, tell him Gene's here. So he came out. We got to spend about five minutes chatting, and he was making, he was mentioning that, uh, you know, maybe he'll stick around. That was their last night of the tour, and he thought maybe he'd stick around because he lives in Germany now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he was thinking maybe he'll just stick around one more day and then head home the next day. But I think they were on a pretty long run. And after you're done with a tour, last thing you want to do is stick around and catch somebody else's tour. I get it. So. Yeah. But it was great seeing Stilly, you know, like back in the, you know, our first tour, obviously, with Acid Rain mm. and, and all that. And getting to know Stilly and yourself and Kev and all the guys, you know, and Kev's made a great success for himself. So, yeah, that's always awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, he's... I, I've been in touch with him recently, actually, and he's, you know, he's good. With Kev? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. He's good, he's busy. Um, it's it. the 30th anniversary of um, of our obnoxious album. That's in right. Next month, in about a month's time. So, um, so I've been in touch. We're just going to, we, we're just trying to put some, like, video clips together and oh, stuff like fun. that. And just everybody who, like, either, you know, worked on it or, and, and fans talking about it and stuff like Ooh, that. Man. You know, and... You know, we've done it. We've done a, an anniversary T-shirt, which we're going to sell for nineteen pounds ninety, because obviously nineteen nineties when it came out. Um, nice. And we've asked the label and said, "Can you change? Can you?" Because they've they've reissued the vinyl, and it's like, look, it's only discounting it by ten p, but it's a bit. It's just, you know, yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. commit. It's like we can't do it on our system. <laughs> Technology. Yeah, I know. It's like it's ten pence yeah. for fuck's sake. You know. Well, get but, ready to start mailing out ten p's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people spend, start complaining as well. Yeah, spend thirty p to send ten. Um, uh, what, what are you what are you listening to today? Uh, what are you listening to these days? 
at this moment, the thing I'm listening to most is, and, and it's usually like this, is I'm usually listening to the next project. Right, yeah. And so that's what I am deeply immersed in right now. And, and we're going to work out all the logistics as we go, but I'm, I'm, I've been heavily listening to the new Bear McCreary solo album demos <laughs> right okay he's been sending me and, and yeah. for those who aren't familiar with who bear mccreary is is he is he's the man behind the soundtracks for like that latest godzilla movie and like the latest child's play and he also does the walking dead it sounds like a really interesting project oh it is so amazing it is so incredible and he's a total absolute metalhead you know he's the stuff he's writing it just it runs the entire gamut of there is some wonderful pop songs on there but only a couple and the rest is like fucking such interesting engaging savagely heavy metal that this project has my name all over it. And when he, that's interesting. Is it? Has it got that? Has it got that element of he's no, he, he's a musician, but he's not a musician musician. So hence, what you're getting is a mixture of stuff like, wow, that's like a great pop song, and then there's this like fucking. I think you know, that's just, a testament to his absolute well-rounded musicianship because yeah. you know you can write these crazy and uh, there are definitely elements of you know soundtrack e elements on it that are this is right out of the soundtrack and other things are like wow that's a really really well written pop song you know so and then some of the metal on it is just savage as as fuck so it's it's really cool i'm really looking forward to that we're looking to hopefully track that in the june area and you know there's like 27 songs on it right now and so i'm burning my head's 27 killer tracks so and so it was, is it going to be an instrumental album is there other people involved there are is it going to be a, is it going to be a so-called you know sort of super group that are going to put this of, together he's going to have a bunch of different vocalists on all the songs and the sky is the limit for who he's reaching out to you know like for instance i'm on the godzilla king of the monsters soundtrack we did a version of godzilla boc's godzilla and we did this very quirky very Japanese oriented version of it and he had Serge Tankian on vocals and I know Serge has you know jumped on the project to sing one of the songs on there maybe more but um, he hasn't pinned down who exactly he's having but I mean it is you know I'm throwing out ideas to him all the time and he's like wow I didn't even think of that guy you think we can get him I'm like I think so you know like big <laughs> big people you know yeah. as well as like I hear a song on there that Steve Perry would be great on and yeah. no harm no foul to reach out the worst you're gonna get is like ah, no, 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 don't have time but some of the people i'm talking about i'm i'm you know mentioning i can hear their voice on this believe it or not are people that are so far out of outside of the metal genre that it, you know and you never know maybe that person that huge pop star might be like i'm familiar with the name familiar you know i I love The Walking Dead, you know, and I wouldn't <laughs> mind doing a cool kick-ass, like, one rock song, metal song that's outside of what I do. I'm down for that. You never know. So we'll see where that goes. But that, that invariably as well for, you know, for musicians, artists, actors, whatever, it, it, that that appeal of kind of getting out of the comfort zone, you know, doing something yeah. else, something do, that after a time, that is what you crave more than anything. I bet. You know? I can see that. Yeah, you totally. Know? 
because there's that there is that getting out of your lane and yeah. and just getting out and doing something you've got like right this could i could be this could be fucking brilliant yeah. or i could just fall flat on my face you when know? you're throwing all caution to the wind man you just you, you have no there's no choice but to land on your feet with it you know because you're trying you know and if you attempt something that's way out of your comfort zone it's never going to be bad you know because people aren't used to your voice in this context to begin with so it's a win-win really all over yeah, I mean, well, funnily enough, what you were saying about, like, getting people involved with stuff um, and, like, reaching out to people, this is this is a weird one. Um, we, we actually got um, Suzanne Vega guests on our album. She's the old pop, wait, she did, did she do Luca? Luca? Okay, I remember yeah, Luca. Yeah, That's Tom Steiner. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah, I Very mean, cool. I, 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 fan since, I've been a fan since I was a teenager. Yeah, you know? sure. And, um, uh, we would do, we, we worked a, a cover tune out off one of our albums and, um, and Pete, our bass player who's coming tonight, he's, he said, um, there's, there's an intro and I just say this one line, there's a ringing in my ear. And he was like, why don't you get Susan May to do that? And I was like, oh, no. And I don't know what it is about. Sometimes somebody, it, I, I think that's a fucking great idea. When he first said it, I was like, nah, nah, forget it. And it took literally about six weeks for me to go, what is wrong with me? Yeah, that yeah, is a sure. fucking great idea, yeah. you know? And I was like, rang him up and I went, look, I just want to say that was a great idea and I, yeah, I don't know what was wrong with me, you know? And, um, cool. and, and so she did it. Excellent. You know? That's so like she, insane. Well, at least you got her to track it before she croaks. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we'll get Ozzy on next. Um, yeah, man. But, um, no, it, 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 it's always fun doing that stuff. And that reminds me, um, uh, it, haven't you done some Deathlock stuff as well? We played a show uh, in November, and that was really cool. That was awesome. And that was kind of, I suppose, kind of an olive branch from the network because, you know, it, it ended not just not so much acrimoniously, but there was somebody involved in the network that you know just was always a, a a pain in our ass to get stuff done with but you know i i believe that person might be on to other ventures outside of the network so they reached out and said do you guys want to play this show and it was a great show it was at this really it's at this brand new stadium in los angeles called the bank of california stadium and like iron maiden played there and a whole bunch of folks played there and and the show was awesome. It went great. We we didn't get to use our regular Death Clock lineup, which is myself and Brendan Small, of course, and, mm. and, and then Mike Keneally on guitar and Brian Beller on bass. Both those guys were committed to other projects at the time. I think Keneally was out doing Devin at the time, and Beller was doing his Aristocrats project, so we couldn't have them, so we brought in a couple of, uh, of you know, just guest, guest players for, for the show, and, and one of the third guests that we had was my wife, Lara, you know, Brendan said, Hey man, you know, have Lara come out and play some stuff too. And my, my wife is a killer, you know, she's a destroying guitarist. So that was fun for me, you know, and she loves death clock. So she was like, that was just a cool night. You know, it was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. Brendan was stoked and everybody was stoked. So, so that was cool. Is there any more plans? Any, anything? There are things in the works, and when it's when we're able to talk about them, because they are definitely just in the works right now. But um, you know, as soon as there's something to be said, we'll we'll be able to say something. Yeah, yeah. So there's okay. I yeah can't push you on that, but it's like um, it certainly sounds like things are kind of gathering some 
momentum again. We hope so. Absolutely. I hope so, because I love Death Clock. I love Metalocalypse. I love the, the shows. I love the tours. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to bring Death Clock over to Europe, bring Death Clock over to England. I think we do pretty pretty decently over here, you know, at least when I, if it ever gets brought up. And I get asked a lot, you know, especially in the English-speaking countries out there, like, hey, what's up with Death Clock? And, you know, I think they'll ever come out here. And, you know, I'm like, I'm all for it. You know, if there's interest, we'll investigate. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And I think there there would be, you know, like, we play places like this, no problem. You know, do a little 10-date run of, of England or something, the UK, all around. And I think that'd be cool. But I'm just, I'm totally just going off the top of my head speculating. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. It's above my pay grade. <laughs> so I'd I, love for that to happen. Uh, but I, 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 I don't really see, I don't really see it as a kind of festival band either. It's not kind of, you know, it's not really a kind of thing where you could sort of like do a few festivals. Correct. It, Anytime it's, we it's have, kind of, we've had to headline them. Like yes. We did yeah. the, the very first heavy MTL and we had to co-headline it with Iron Maiden. And I, I, I remember that day, but they were pissed. They're like, wait a minute, a fucking cartoon band is playing right before us. And I remember Nico came to the side of the stage and we'll jump off the, we'll jump off the instruments for a couple minutes while there's like, you know, we have the skit going on on stage. And yeah. I just happen to be standing on the side of the stage. Nico walks up the stairs. He's got a piece of chicken in his hand. He's eating that. And he's like, so what's all this about that? You know, what's happening here? And I'm like, he's like, just, just cartoon. You're just playing a cartoon. I thought I heard music a minute ago. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, but there's, there's nobody. What, what, you know, cause we're not on our instruments, you know, yeah. it's like, give it a minute. This is just a little comedy sketch, you know, stick around for two minutes and we'll be back up there showing you what we do. And, and maybe he liked it. I don't know, but <laughs> you know, yeah, but we, we have to go on at night. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, we did the Mayhem Festival a few years ago, and we replaced Megadeth, who were the third slot on there. It was Megadeth, and then I don't know, maybe Godsmack, and then Disturbed. But we had to, we had to headline. You know, like so, we played after Disturbed, and the whole crowd was into it. You know, like Death Clock is a, is a, is a. It's 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 quite the the wave of of support behind it eternally, you know. It kind of in the states, it sort of turned into the new like Beavis and Butthead or something like that, you know. It's definitely a gateway metal band for a lot of young youngins, you know, and that's that's cool. You've just given me an idea of this something I needed to show you. I don't know if you've already seen this. Oh, that's awesome! That's great. <laughs> He's showing me the Leprosy album cover with. Budhead, I mean, Beavis, and then there's Budhead in the background. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really fun. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Hey, man, there's a t-shirt idea there. I know. I just, I just put that out across all our social media today. That's really um, fun. But, and thank you for your professionalism, just describing what was going on there yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice tip. Yeah, the whole Death Club thing is kind of like, it, it, it's, it's, it's so self-contained. It's such a unique thing. Absolutely. It's like, I get that... Um, it's kind of weird. The, the parallel I draw is like when I when I used to do. Um, I mean, I still do. But when I was just doing stand up as me, I found as myself. I found that you know there's, there's a real competitive edge between comedians. You know, I mean, that, yeah. when I came back and as I do now, do a character, um, total totally different because a, a stand up doesn't see you as a character act doesn't see you as a direct comparison so you're not competition oh I see that I can see that y you know what I mean yeah yeah exactly so for me I you know mm -hmm. I'd kind of like yeah look at what you do and think well like yeah of course you can 
headline over what this is like it's almost it's it's its own thing it is it you know, it's like showing is. a movie after the totally you know totally, totally after a band i yeah that's that's kind of the way i see it too and, and one thing about death club i always felt this about strapping is when we're playing when when we're doing live shows like the strapping i always felt like we were changing lives out in the crowd, you know, uh, maybe not all of them, but I always felt every night was a life-changing event for somebody out there. And Death Clock, it is definitely that way. You know, a lot of youngins are at the show and, you know, you get, it ranges the gamut. You know, I have, you know, I have guys that are older than me coming up after the show and they got the full-on, you know, battle jacket going with every, all the patches and all that. And they would tell me, I've been to you know, I've lived in this town forever. I've been to every single show from the club gigs to the giant concerts. This was the best concert I've ever seen in my life. I got that a lot when we're on the road with Death Clock. So I'm like, we're onto something here. That's pretty cool. If you got the old veteran crusters that have seen it all and they're still coming up and acting like kids, excited and smiley and just like, fuck, super excited. That's really cool when you can when you could take a jaded old cruster like that and just make him smile and go, fuck, that was awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, like you say, you know, you, when you, when you're doing something that is, that is different, that is, that is, you know, not that it could go, you know, one or two ways. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And is, is, is that all Brendan, the production and everything else? That's all, that's his baby. It's his idea. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, you know, and he has a good team behind him and, and, and so, you know, we've always worked really well. And, and since he did not really come from like a live musical background, you know, he, he was he was very wide eyed going into the first tours and stuff. And he handled it brilliantly. You know, like I've watched him have technical problems on stage that would just make other guys just melt down and throw their guitars on the floor and stuff. But Brendan just powers through it. And he's like. You know, he's also a stand-up comedian. He's like, right, believe yeah. me, playing in front of 2,500 people a night and having a guitar issue, that's 10 times better than playing in front of 30 people on a comedy stage and, like, not vibing and all yeah. that. I'll take this problem over that <laughs> problem any day. So that was always cool. That's, some, that is, that's somebody who's seriously grounded. He yeah. is very grounded. That's why I love working with him, as, as, as we all know, you know, and maybe you have aspects of this in your personality but you know you always hear that a lot of comedians stand-up comedians you know they're they're that is their vent that mm. is their catharsis that you know because they're troubled <laughs> angry yeah human beings like, yeah, like seinfeld admit you know like that's i get to get it all out on stage and and so he's always a super grounded dude and that's that's why i love working with him i love him as a man love him as a musical partner or whatever and that's all super cool so any death clock thing that ever comes up i'm always i'm always first one in line for it totally yeah now that's awesome man and and yeah i i i recognize some of those um some of those things um about stand-ups as well sure um and funnily enough um earlier well no, i think it was last year early last year i was i was um i got diagnosed with adhd okay. which is like the least surprising medical well, diagnosis say, yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not one person I've told who's gone, shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, um, 
And funnily enough, I thought, right, I've now got an answer for that question where people always say, like, you know, come up to you after a comedy show and they're like, there must be something wrong with you wanting to do this. It's like, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's called ADHD. <laughs> Look um, at my certificate. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, that's, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, man. Um, so uh, we, we, with, we, so you've, got, you've, got, you've got the Dark Angel album right in the background. There's potentially... Death Clock. I mean, you've got the whole, all the New Testament stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a that's a nightmare to, yeah, to yeah. schedule. It's like how far advance in advance are you at the moment? I am booked up the entire year, easy, you know. And that's why when, for instance, for this Bear, Bear McCreary project, I reached out to him saying, "Hey, what's your dream kind of area of tracking this? I know we're talking months away," and he hit me back with, ironically, the one two-week period that I have available in the entire year, he hit me up with like, hey, can we do this date to this date? And I'm like, is this, this project is to be. destined to happen <laughs> yeah. or what? Because if that's your dream spot, that's about the only spot we got going. So I could do some little tiny one-off dates if we don't get everything done in that period, but I'm, I just intend to get it all done. I'm, I'm Like I say, I'm, I'm rolling over the material a whole lot. So, so that's pretty good. And b- because I have to cut that project off at whatever date because I got Death to All coming up a couple days after I complete that project, if we use that, that window of time. So I got to get out of the studio with that and then head right over to Europe for... 10 days or eight days or something like that. Nine days for, for some death to all stuff, which is pretty fun too. Yeah, that's, but I, and we've sort of, you know, we've, we've gone forward. I'd love to go just back. And how was the, um, how were the Slayer dates? Oh, those were incredible. That was the best tour of all time. That was fantastic. And the, the great thing about that is Slayer has always been such a, class organization from the bottom yeah. all the way to the top everybody is super awesome super friendly and and you know they they understand the merits of the the opening acts and let's try to take care of the opening acts they're not dicks to us at all and and plus you know I'm like my personal relationship goes back predates you know albums coming oh, out man know, i so. remember i remember talking about you know yeah about tom and and, and dave and all that like yeah. you know back back on the bus you know, in 89, I mean, yeah, man. yeah, you go way back with them. Absolutely, yeah. Before they did their first record, so. Didn't you tweet out, um, I'm sure you, there was one of your social media things had a, had a picture of you going out on tour with Slayer, Slayer's very first tour. That's right. And you were crewing. That's right. Yeah, I was their light guy. And I was also, uh, I would also do Dave's sound checks for him. I mean, they'd play a song and then he'd go out into the front of house and then we'd play some other songs and, and just so he could hear what the drums sounded like, you know, cause no drummer ever gets to hear yeah, what the yeah. band sounds like. You know, I never, I don't even know what strapping sounds like. I'll never know what death clock sounds like out front, you know? So, and it was an opportunity. It's like, Hey man, I can play your stuff. So let's do it. And, I remember playing a whole lot of Dark Angel songs with Slayer. <laughs> That's how I learned how to play Dark Angel songs. That's all they were doing at Soundcheck. So, um, but that was super cool, and and you know that 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 tour was awesome. And that photo, I remember when I tweeted that photo out, mm. Tom came up to me and said, "Dude, that was really cool that you you tweeted that picture, and 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 that was really awesome. You know, took me back and." Gave me some, you know, nice, nice, warm, fuzzy memories of those early days. And I'm just looking at him like, are you fucking with me? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, the, the, you know, the fact you got that picture out there. I was like, dude, you sent me that picture. 
like, you sent me the picture. So I tweeted it. You know, like he sent it to me a couple of tours earlier that we did like two years earlier. But, you know, I had it. And I was like, oh, here's the start of the thing. And he was like, that was really cool. I was like, you stoner? Like, you you sent me the picture. He's like, that's cool that you got that photo. I was like, from you. So that was pretty fun. But yeah, Johnny Araya had mentioned that on that Slayer run, there was only four people from the original tour. And that was Johnny, myself, Tom, and Carrie. So it had all kind of come around full circle when I went back to work for Slayer on that tour. Yeah. Because they had... Um, their, their shows were so amazing every night, like in terms of, like you yeah. probably saw it over here and I would imagine it's probably roughly the same show. It, for our style of thrash, that's the greatest thrash show of all time. Just the yes. flames and just yeah. the spectacle of all of it. And the, the pyro was incredible, next level pyro. And every night we'd go out to front of house, watch the show from front of house and they, the only thing that would mar the show would be Slayer did not have their own video package crew, like for the big side screens that happen at a lot of the venues. So right, yeah. when there are side screens and you're playing these big sheds out in the, in, in the States and all the audience back there are just their ants, they see the band on stage as ants. You're relying on those screens on the side of the stage to be like, okay, that's my lifeline to what's actually going on here. And so many times, and it was, it was well mentioned that so many times, like the, the house guy is, he's a 65 year old country music fan. He doesn't get the music. He's trying to do a good job, but he doesn't get it. So there's, you know, Gary Holt peeling off some kick ass lead and they're filming Tom staring at Paul, you know, just stuff like that. Cool pyros happening that the people in the back, you know, just anything like there's cool stuff happening just wasn't getting captured. So I went to Slayers folks and I said, dude, this is the only thing that's bogus. And I'm thinking about the fans all the way back there. It's like, this is their last chance to see Slayer. Yeah. And they're, they're getting kind of robbed a little bit, not from the band's fault, but just from the local guys that are trying their best, but not, not pulling their weight. And so I was like, just let me do it. Uh, let me go be your video director. I've never done this before. And, and it, because I, the only reason I went to them with that was that's how I started working for Slayer in the Oh man, yeah. Was, <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. And because like I would go to all their shows and this is back when they were in LA club band and they were just too heavy for everybody. And, you know, so they had about 30 people at their shows at the time. And I was always one of them. And, Tom, you know, we were already friends. I had already done the first album, you know, d done the vocals on that for him. But Tom had come up to me. Their light guy didn't show up that night. And so he's like, hey, man, could you run that light board over there? And I'm like 15 or 16 or something. I'm like, yes. You know, I'd never run a light board before ever. And, you know, it was really, it was one of those tiny little club, little squares. had eight little buttons on it. And after the first night, I was like, wow, man, I'm like the fifth member. Everything I did, there's eight park hands, you know, it was a tiny club, but I just thought it was the most awesome thing. Their show the next week, different club, same situation. Like I didn't show up. So Tom's like, can you do it again? And sure, no problem. So it just got to the point where I would show up at the clubs, go straight to the light board and just do it for them. And, and so when it came time for them to come out on the road, you know, it was like, can you go with us? And so Tom had to come over and talk to my folks, 
talked to my parents, oh, and he's man. like, you were a minor. You know, yeah, I, you I, were 16. I, I, yeah. Permi- get your folks' permission. So, and my folks were like, fine, get rid of them. You know, it's like summer camp. Get rid of them for the, <laughs> for the summer. So, so that was cool. But so it kind of came full circle, except I got a, I got a bump up in my, in my job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Used to be lights. Now I'm doing the video. So, <laughs> so did you end up doing it? I did. I did for the rest of the tour and the, really? the next leg that happened. Gene Hoagland, video director. Yeah. And so you got, and anytime Testament would play festivals with them over in Europe, like we did Vakken together and maybe Grass Pop or Hellfest or something like that, you know, Patrick, their guy would reach out and say, Hey, I see we're on the same, same date. Can you do it here too? It's like, sure. And I think they, 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 you know, I, I, they, I believe, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of release of something and they might release maybe the, the grass pop or the Hellfest or something or combine the shows or something. And I may be the director on that if they release any of that stuff. So that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really fun. But I, I, think, I mean, I've heard from several people. It would, by the way, yeah, it was the same over here. I saw the show. Okay, and yeah, yeah. What a way to go, man. Darn I kind of walked out of that and I was like, yeah. Fuck. Totally. Yeah, man. And I'll tell you what, I have never walked away from a Slayer show where the crowd was so fucking quiet. Wow. It was like leaving yeah. a mass funeral. Holy moly. I mean, yeah, there man. was like one guy Go on going, Slayer! Yeah. yeah. And that was it. And yeah, every, man. I think everybody was literally just walking away going, right, this just doesn't feel right. Like, yeah. I can see that. And you're rocking out the whole show. And then oh. the show finishes and Tom comes out and he takes his moment. And he, he's looking people in the eye. He's mm. taking it all in for the last time. And then, you know, when he says what he says at the end of the night, you know, that's when it's like the the big cell door just slams. You know, it's like, fuck, this is final. Yeah, that cell door on reality. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Cold. And it's like, no, this is what we're left with. This yeah. is not the fucking hell that was amazing I, I can't wait to see him again yeah, it right. was like that's it yeah you know it. I know they're the live band I've seen more than any other live band in you know in, in my life sure. um, saw them two years ago when they, when they they were good but that it, that was British Academy this was Wembley Arena it yeah, was just the, the, like you say the scope of that show and everything else big time um, it was just it was phenomenal it was absolutely phenomenal. Totally, right? Um, yeah, and, and felt it amongst everybody as well. You know, everybody talking about it, <laughs> saying the same thing and yeah. just saying, like, that was just unfucking real. Yeah. Um, and what a way to go. I mean, that, and they sold out They sold out Wembley Arena. It was like, for somebody who's been into that band since, well, not quite as long as you, but yeah. as long as I have been, sure. to come away from that final show... I felt proud. Nice. You know? Yeah, man. Cool. I felt really proud of, you know, of, of, of my guys. They've, yeah, man. They've, you know, and you can say it's only 50% of Slayer all you want. That show was as good as any Slayer show right? I've seen. Yeah, absolutely, you know? man. Fully. That was just as good as the, you know, the Rain and Blood shows playing the whole album back to back and all the rest of it cool man. it was yeah. just yeah it was phenomenal yeah, and they put a great I mean they put a, a, put a really brilliant package together as well I mean Absolutely. I'm not a Lamb of God fan but you know they went down really well of course um, uh, and having a bitchery there yeah. as well opening that's that's, that's yeah. so cool yeah Although it was, it was definitely when when we walked into the arena, it just looked basically like there was a there was a huge storm cloud on stage, yeah, yeah playing some brutal death metal, yeah, um, uh, um, and yeah, and having anthrax there as well, which is just it's just I, it, the whole thing seems to have been really kind of curated. Yeah, I can see that. You know, Holy. did you do shows with 
napalm death on the bill as well. We did, and then we also the first leg had had was it carcass? No, no. The first leg had behemoth, but yeah, we had well the the Slayer Testament carcass that was seventeen, like yeah, twenty seventeen. So yeah, we had uh, we had the old uh, behemoth on that one. So that was that was killer too, you know. Yeah, and there was also, but again, it's it's like things like putting napalm death on, and it, and it's like it, it's just that. I, I, I don't know. I spoke to Barney about it, you know, yeah, and, he, right. and he said it was like they were they were great tours. You know, we were sure. we were we were treated really really well. Absolutely. You know, it's not really our environment, but it was it was it was a nice kind of it was a kind of a Slayer sort of nod of Absolutely. you know respect of you you've earned this. Totally. You know, this is due to you. Yes, right. yeah. I agree with that. That's really uh, cool. You know? And. Um, uh, but then, of course, you know, Primus as well. Yeah, what was that? Some, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, what? That's, the best thing about that is my our, our guitar tech, KY, who was Gary's tech. I can only imagine how he got that nickname. Uh, yeah, well, his name is Kevin Young. So oh, but, what a disappointment. Uh, yeah, right? He's like, no matter how old I'll be, I'll always be young. You know? <laughs> nope, you'll always be KY. Yeah, but he's got a, he's got a Primus shirt. That is designed after the possessed Beyond the Gates album. For those of us that know, yeah, that is quality. It's brilliant, and you know, especially since Larry, you know, I know yeah. he doesn't like he doesn't like chatting about the old possessed days. So for that shirt, it was just like, I was like, wait, 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 what? Look at the look, what? Holy moly, look at that! That's awesome. So that is fucking brilliant. Really cool. Yeah, he might be wearing it today because he was wearing it. Nah, he's wearing it yesterday the day before so yeah probably not oh man that is awesome it's a cool shirt yeah, yeah I'm sure it's online Check yeah it yeah no, I do those old crusters before, before, before you hit the stage tonight I will have ordered that yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. very cool I just bumped in uh, yeah as I said I bumped into Mark earlier who was like yeah, completely surprised because obviously wasn't expected to bump into me. Who would? And um, I haven't seen I haven't seen Zet or Gary yet, or Tom for that matter all right yeah sure um but it's just, it's it's kind of like, it's a family tour, isn't it? Absolutely. Big time, you know. We've all been friends for for years, you know, 30-something, five years, you know, with all these guys. That's I met the Exodus guys on that Slayer tour and and the Death Angel guys I knew back then, too. And, and you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's killer. Bunch of guys that have known each other for a long time. And there's there's no egos. We're there's no egos anywhere, you know. So everybody's just you know walk together, rock together. Let's have a great time. Like I said, when when we had our issues with getting our gear, Death Angel Exodus stepped up, and then a couple days ago they might have some issues. We stepped up for them and all that. So it's been a great tour. We're really we're really stoked on it. So it's it's been pretty darn smooth every single night and so. but it's, it's just awesome the fact that yeah you know you've, you've all known each other for so long and everything but you're still doing it yeah man. you know everybody's and everyone started out as kids yeah maybe we get a record yeah, deal right you know totally. uh, i mean it's like yeah you know to be to be here and and you know you look at the journeys of the bands and you know that i mean absolutely you know you playing on a testament album that when you played on it wasn't actually a testament yeah, album that's right. all those yeah, years yeah. ago and then yeah all of this shit you know like everybody's like oh there's the you know these members are quitting now these would but they're yeah, getting, sure. oh have you heard they've come back and now you see it all now and it's just like yeah man you know it's incredible that's very it's cool. incredible and there i'm i'm so i so this is the this is the um 
the Bay Area Strikes Back. I am I am the sole representative of, of UK thrash here to um, yeah, uh, to, right. to 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 welcome you to uh, to, yeah, to these cool. shores. How have the other UK shows been? Well, we've only done one, and it was. Great. Oh, was it just? It yeah. was just Bristol. Yeah, and right. We had the day off yesterday, and here in Camden and stuff. And I pretty much slept all day, but um, yeah, that, that show was great, and I'm sure all the all the English shows are going to be killer. All the UK yeah. shows, and I'm not sure where we head to from here, but they're all going to be awesome. So, well, probably not going to going to Italy. <laughs> yeah, no, we had that one canceled. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I read that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and it, that's not us doing it. I'm I'm, I'm not yeah. afraid of the coronavirus in one iota. You know, I'm I'm not afraid of it, and none of us really are. But well, none of us really need to be because yeah. because of our age ranges and our health. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm pretty good health, and just it's a flu. It's a season. This flu season's over, and what less than a month so yeah everybody will be fine but i know you know i understand if governments feel the need that they have to shut their country down nothing we can do about that so but it's yeah but then you get you get the media talking about it i mean yesterday i listened to a debate about it's a media outlet debating how they communicate the coronavirus story as it were and it was just and, uh, well, well, this yeah, is it. And it's like, it. well, if we if we if we don't give it if we don't pay it enough attention or give it enough gravitas, then we're 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 not doing our Shirking job. Our but then job. if we yeah, if we do if we go over the top, we're also not doing our job. Uh, but then and if you hit the sweet spot in the middle, <laughs> no one listens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's it's. I get it, 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 it. It's a tough one. It's just like, well, we don't you know we don't know how to communicate about it. We don't know how to to, to get it across. And it's like, well. Just talking about it is just too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I think yeah, flu is a one percent. Was it? A, you've got you've got a one percent fatality rate, and um, no, sorry, a naught point one percent fatality rate. <laughs> Wait, that's that's flu, and then coronavirus is like one percent. Okay, there you go. So, you know, it's. Um, yeah, just make sure Granny stays, you know, indoors. That's Everything it. should be fine. That's really about it. You know? But but these are things. These are the kind of things that you run into when, um, you know, when when you're, you're you're traveling around and you've got to do this kind of, you know, you're living this kind of life and you you put in this kind of. Uh, position you didn't know you were you know you've had your ferry you've had your ferry adventures yeah. you've got your coronavirus yeah. adventures it's um Indeed. yeah it's been uh, it's been an interesting time since you left home it? yeah man fully and you know that's just that's just one thing is like you just like i will never be sick ever again like my last flu was in 20, 2007 my last flu before that was 1997 the last one before that was 87 Last one before that was 77. Right, so it was, was 2027 then. Every flus that I would get would be on 10-year things. And, you know, back in like 2010, 2011, when I started getting super healthy, you know, I started thinking, uh, you know, like in 2016, I'm like, well, next year is going to be the year that I historically get the flu, but I'm not going to get it next year. I'm so healthy. And plus, I seriously think my lifestyle of being on the road all the time, I've collected enough minute amount of germs yeah. throughout the world that I'm, I'm a you're walking anti, you're a walking antibiotic As, absolutely so you know I, I just I will never be sick again especially I know how to take care of myself now and, and all that so I just I, I won't ever be sick and I was go I went into 2017 being fully cocky about it sure enough I did not get sick so 
Now I'm super cocky and I will say, I will never be sick again. I'll never have the flu, never have any kind of debilitating seasonal virus or anything like that. I'm, I am the plague. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have you got like some brutal vitamin regime or something like that? I, or, is, or is it more brutal, like what you just, don't do or what you do? It's do? a lot of that too. But yeah, I mean, I, I do have the supplements that I take and the, the superfoods that I use and all that. And all it does, you know, and apple cider vinegar is a great thing to be ingesting because that sets your pH of your body. If your, if your pH is aligned, you'll never be sick again. If you take milk thistle, for instance, that's for your liver. Your liver is your most important organ in your body. That governs everything. It's more important than your heart and your brain. Those are obviously important, but without your liver, those things don't work properly. So if you've got your liver working properly, everything's good. And I, you know, quit drinking years ago. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm just a steady cruising along horse of the apocalypse. Nothing will kill me. <laughs> you're gonna be doing this till well i remember i remember saying before you know you're gonna be doing this till you you know oh, till you keel over yeah that's that that is me i'll be doing this deep in my 70s and i'll probably you know if only the good die young that means i'll be living to like 420 years old so, <laughs> <laughs> so um uh just to just to recall the um the slayer thing again obviously tom is done yeah you know and and would have been done some time ago. You know, if, he was laying the breadcrumbs really obviously for years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and might have gone earlier if it, if it wasn't for the old 2008 global financial crisis as well. Yeah, sure. Um, there's certainly some of those kind of rumors around. Oh. Um, but it looks distinctly like, um, like Kerry's going to carry on and do something. Why wouldn't he, you know, he's, yeah. you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not retiring. I'm not quitting. And, Gary, obviously, Paul, obviously, like they're not quitting. And that's a Tom retired. You know, that was Tom's decision and that's his decision to make. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure Gary's going to come along, and write some more Slayer type music and just keep on trucking, you know, which is great. Good. You know, the world needs you, Gary. Do you think it would? Do you think it will be under the under the Slayer banner or will he? I wouldn't see why it would be. You know, I think he'll just, you know, I think his music will sound like Slayer. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. That's his, that's his vibe that he writes. I get it. And that's, it's going to sound heavy and aggressive and dark and evil. And what else would you expect from Kerry King? Of course. So, you know, I think it's going to be kick ass stuff and he's going to be killer at it. And maybe he'll use Paul, you know, I mean, I, mm. who knows? Maybe Gary's involved. I don't know. I didn't, never spoke to Gary about it, but I'm sure Kerry King's going to carry on and put out some music and, you know, people are going to know know his next, what his next level is going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he didn't sign a, a new endorsement with Dean Guitars for to go and sit at home and play them. Hey, fair enough. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Sure, but um, uh, that's it. Did you get? I, I, I'm sure I saw some pictures of you and um, uh, you and Paul on that tour, getting a chance to play each other's kits and um, hmm. some messing around on that stuff. Oh, I, I, I saw some pictures. I didn't see video. Okay. Yeah, no, but, I'm not sure about that, but ooh. I did. He let me use his um, his backstage warm-up kit when I had to do some of the Anthrax shows. Oh, of course. And, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, man, double duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had triple duty on a lot of those nights because it would be, you know, Testament and then Anthrax would play. And then I'd grab a quick shower and then get 
to the video yeah, thing. For go Slayer. do your video duties. And that was great for me because, you know, on that first run, for instance, Testament was the opening act. And we were going on at 5, playing till 5.35. And our bus call is like 2 a.m. every night. It's like, what are you going to do for eight hours, man? It's like, this. so, you know, Charlie and I got together and, you know, figured out, well, you're going to be on the tour. I do my thing and I leave the tour, Gene. So why don't you play for me? It's like, perfect, great. And then the Slayer stuff came up. It was like, great. Now I'm just... I'm busy all day long. That's the best way to be on tour. You do, you do you do your best work on a busy shift? Absolutely. You yeah. Know? So it was it was good. I loved those triple triple days. Those were really cool, man. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. So it's, and the crowd are getting like you know double dose of um, of, of Gene as yeah, well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, man. That must have been fun doing the Anthrax stuff as well. It always is, you know, and that's one thing that I try to do is I don't geneize it at all. I, I was do just going to ask you that. Charlie's show and, you know, like that's because the Anthrax has, has, you know, changed their arrangements quite a bit. Charlie is not the same player he was way back then. He's got different ideas for the parts that he wrote back in the, in the 80s. So just as 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 deference to the rest of the guys on stage rather than i mean i I suppose i could have learned learned the album you know the album versions and played the album versions but then the guys would be like wait a minute we changed that arrangement (laughs) 15 years ago now i gotta what you know so it's just like play charlie's licks play the same arrangements you know when they break down stuff just know that so i just filmed him the first you know when i did it a few years ago and i think i probably filmed him playing a couple of the newer songs on this run just worked it into the to the what are you listening to at the moment gene sort of thing and listen to the anthrax the next project that's what i'm listening to yeah man so it was cool and i'm, I'm always happy to do it charlie's a good buddy and and all the guys are super cool and <clears throat> if i can help them out kick ass and it's a it's a good thing for me too because i get to play more so but also, you you get to play more, but you get to you get to kind of n- not be Gene. <laughs> you kind of get to yeah, play sure. a kind of like a, a different a different version. Well, that's what I do a lot. You know, like I'm I, I am not Gene on, on a lot of Testament stuff. Yes, not, yeah, yeah, you know, good so point. Playing some of Louis's stuff, but like for instance, I learned the John Tempesta versions of the Louis era stuff because when they did that first Strike Still Deadly record, you know. Johnny T killed it on that. So, you know, I'd, I'd kind of have Johnny T's influence on the old Louie stuff. So I do kind of Johnny T's version of Louie. And then any sort of gene comes from all the double bass, you know, because Testament has historically not been, you know, over an overabundance of hauling double bass. So mm. I try to get it in there as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of. I, I guess that comes back to what we were saying earlier as well about the like, you know, the you you being like, you know, the the sort of inverted commas, you know, your entity coming yeah. to testament, yeah, rather than sure. Y- y- so you so your job is like, okay, I am the I am the drummer here, yeah, you know, and as much as you were saying earlier about obviously, you know, quality control and everything else, sure, but yeah, you you're kind of. You've got to fit into that um, to that back catalogue, haven't you? You haven't like, oh, fucking hell, what happened here? Yeah, and yeah. I, you know, I try to raise the bar a little bit. You'll you'll see anybody that's seen Testament in the last few years they they see what I do, and and you know, it's it's 
it, it is what it is. But yeah, I try to serve the songs. I try to play within the box that is, you know, kind of the Testament approach to drums and kind of push the envelope a little bit here and there. And it, you know, it works out pretty good. I try to make the band as tight as possible every night. And I think the crowd appreciates it. And I know when Testament's friends and fans who they know for years and years come up and tell them like, God damn, you guys are the best I've ever seen you. They like that. And yeah, I would imagine they're aware why that, that is occurring. So there you go. I just try to be a tight drummer and try to do my thing every night and try to cut people's heads off every night. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing's changed there. Yeah, man. So, um, but what about, what about some gene, some actual gene projects as in is, 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 is there anything else on the uh, horizon or is, or is the gene kind of project dark angel? Um, well, currently, yes, that is the project as is the, you know, obviously not writing, but, kind of being in charge of the death to all stuff the, the the new chapter of that moving forward but you know my my most exciting project and it's in the works um my most exciting project is the one that i have with my life with my wife laura christine right and you know i talked about that probably the last time and we're yeah. still moving forward with it now she's doing vocals and so that's pretty cool she's teaching herself how to sing and we do not have acdc riffs at all so like what we were saying right at the beginning guitarists mm -hmm. singing i have an absolute <laughs> respect for that i have an absolute respect for yeah. her because she's like putting our riffs are like damn and you're you're gonna be the singer over that i just thought perhaps we might just get a vocalist vocalist and you know you get to be guitar ripping god that you are but now you're gonna make your job twice as hard by having to pat your head and rub your belly at the same time like if that's the challenge that you are up for i know you're gonna be great at it so there's that and that's my most insane drumming so far um that currently that's you know she doesn't she doesn't relax on Hoagland. You know, like, Man, dude, you got two feet. Play them double bass, dude. So, yeah, that's that's pretty fun. And that's that's cool. But that's that's some time from release right at the moment. So we got all the other things. We got the Dark Angel and hopefully get the Death Clock rolling. I'm sure Testament's going to have a four-year touring cycle for this one, too. So, yeah. You know, and you got the Bear projects as well. Yeah, that's right. And I know, you know, Bear had mentioned, I was like, you know, because I, I don't think there's a tour involved in any of that, but I know for, for instance, that the LA Philharmonic plays Bear McCreary music at the Hollywood Bowl, you know, legendary Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. And so I knew that going into it and Bear happened to mention that it's like, yeah, well, I guess ultimately I'd, I'd love to play this album, you know, one night at the Hollywood Bowl. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm cool with that. But that is so yeah. far in the future. Like, you know, yeah, but that's something cool. you can't, you can't dare let yourself kind of even think about is it yeah sure. like, i'm Let presuming like a whole bunch like... of people on a podcast think about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i didn't mean to say that <laughs> but but it, but it is isn't it it's like it's, it's one fun, of those yeah. you put that on your in, on your bucket list wouldn't you? So, yeah, um uh, the, the stuff you're doing with your wife would that would that be a release and a tour and all the rest of it or would that just yeah. be a kind of no that's we intend to to you know globally dominate with it. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah. That's 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 my most exciting project, and the music is like total man, next level metal, man. Fully, I've been saying that for years, and and it's that's the way I feel about that project. It's it's psycho. And our other guitarist is actually doing drum teching for Death Angel tonight. His name's Steve Brogdon. He's got a band called Nukem. My wife Lara helps them out, plays for them live, and you know, so he's out here. So that's pretty fun. 
It's all just one big family, isn't right? it? Really, totally. Yeah, incestuous. And, and are you, are you, so I presume you're just kind of like, you know, recording at home DIY and, and just piecing it together when you get a chance when you're home. We, we are in, Steve now has his home studio together. So when I get some time, probably directly after that bear project and the DTA stuff, I intend to go back home and track the drums for the latest round of songs at Steve's home studio. And then when we get the whole shebang, all the everything written and done, we'll do the proper recording. And, you know, but obviously today, new bands, there is a different, different template for what can happen with a new band, you know? Yeah. So we'll examine those options too. If it's the smartest to release the full, you know, a full CD, and do it the old school way, we'll examine that. But if it's, uh, you know, if the new method might be something else by the time we're ready to release anything, then, you know, if it's a series of EPs or two songs at a time with two videos or something, you know, that's, we'll explore those options too. But that's one thing like, <laughs> you know, obviously music industry has changed drastically that's why i tell all the young bands all the young dudes all the young fans out there i'm like you guys fuck this up you figure <laughs> out how to make this work for all of us now you guys fucked it up for all of us so you figure it out you when you figure it out let us know and we'll follow what your template is you know but you guys fucked this up for all of us so it's your job to fucking fix it you know? <laughs> Totally. That's that's the way. I yeah, feel, yeah, man. Gene. That, that man. That, that that sounds like a perfect, perfect place to um, to leave it because I've got some questions for you from subscribers. If okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever get the impression that nothing is too much trouble for Gene? Um, it's it's just awesome. He's so cool. Um, sorry, I'm getting all lovey again, but there you go. There's no need to kind of recycle and, and go over that conversation. You've just heard it. Um, he's the coolest. And the, 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 the next half an hour that he did for the, for the patrons questions was awesome. Completely revealing. All questions answered. And, um, and some real surprising stuff in there as well. Sorry to be going on about the Patreon stuff. Okay. Um, and it was just an awesome day in general. It really was. So um, after uh, after I did that interview, um, I then had a bit of time to hang. I met up with Pete, our bass player, who whose birthday it was, and who I'd got um, a pass for. So met him. Uh, we had a, we had we had something to eat, and then and went back to the venue. Um, we were watching bands, and um, and then I had previously during the day seen Marcos Agueda and gone, dude, can we have a chat for my podcast? And he was like, yeah, yeah, after the show though. So anyway, it's about to st- it's, I'm about to do it now. The conversation that you're that you're going to hear that's going on uh, like immediately as soon as the interview starts is the fact that Mark doesn't um, do um, interviews on the road. So we're in the dressing room, and I come in. We're going to sit down and do I'm, 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 I'm going to do an interview, um, and there was Ted, um, guitarist Ted, and uh, and one of the crew, and he said like, and they were like, "You're doing an interview," and he, and yeah, and he was like, "Hey, guess what, guys? I'm doing an interview," and they were like, "What? What? But you you never do interviews," and that's kind of where um, uh, the the interview picks up, which is pretty much where we come in almost immediately now.
what's up? Ted's like, what? Take yeah, for facts. What did you do? Yeah, I just asked him. Yeah. What did you do? I actually <laughs> like him. That's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, you see, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, see, so how come? How come you don't do interviews normally on tour? Right, because the voice. Uh, yep. yep. Okay. Fine. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Yeah, I get it. I won't yep. keep you long, man. No, I'm not. I'm not worried. And, and after post set, it's fine because my voice is warmed up. Yeah. Pre. Yeah. It, 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 this deep into the tour than never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, uh, well, like no one was sound checking with singers today. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. seeing the singer at sound check is like. Yeah. No, no, no. Someone else go. Did someone else shout? Can you hear that in your monitor? Yeah, yeah cool. That works for me. That works. It works yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, that's good. What, what regime do you have? Like vocally, it's like you know your your warm up. How long? Because I know we're all different. We all do the different things. We do. You know, we do. Ronnie Dio used to smoke smoke a spliff, and that was it. Jeez, what a man, right? Oh, fuck that's my. Me, that's yeah. that's my. Yeah, obviously. It, 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 Anyone who, yeah, who hasn't realized that Dio's my biggest influence vocally <laughs> and stage personally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a, a little, a bit naff. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I, bet I bet the beginning of every tour, you're like, right, guys, this is the tour we get the castle, right? Yeah. This is the, yeah. the tour we do the castle set, stage set yeah. At least give me Rapunzel. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's just... Um, it, it, on tour, I just I, I I don't really speak before we play. I I try not to speak so much before we play. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then um, I appreciate how tough that is. It, it is rough, but when you're traveling with the same people all the time, it's it's it, it's it's a blessing more than it is a curse. <laughs> so so yeah. I do that and um, tea. I'm tea 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 from the moment I wake up. I drink. I, I but I need. I need caffeine, so I drink green tea in the morning with honey, and then midday I'll do a ginger tea with honey, and then, um, but it's always a, a, a local honey, you know. It's not because yeah. I don't trust these honeys that you know people buy in bulk. No, it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a nice, it's actual honey. Yeah. And then before before I go on stage, um, I make my stage tea, which is a mixture of black breakfast tea. And ginger tea right. with um, New Zealand manuka honey. I step right. it up for the stage yeah, tea. Yeah, the stage that's, honey. That's a tour budget right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Honey. Jesus. Through the roof. Through the roof. So that's the one I do for stage. And then um, uh, about 25 minutes, about an hour before I start doing my little sounds, all the and the yeah. about an hour before I start doing that. And then about 25 minutes, I start doing my warm-ups, which are really, really unconventional. And it's just kind of things I took from when I took uh, vocal lessons in uh, the 80s. From I took, I, I took opera vocal lessons, and then I took power vocal lessons. I, I, I did opera vocal lessons. Yeah. And, and my current teacher is, like, trying to get rid of, like, he's like, that's no good for you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's odd. So, yeah, I had to find the happy balance between the two. And yeah. uh, so um, I, I, I took the best of what I learned then, and then I kind of melded into my own. And then I also have certain songs I sing, and it's become a ritual every time before I walk on stage. And the first one, I always do, I shout a few hey yous, just to get, you know, yeah. knock the phlegm out, and then some highs. And then I do uh, a Goodbye by Elton John. Right. And then after that, a verse of 
Um, you're going to miss my loving by Lou Reed. Okay. So I, to, I, I, to get the lows. This is going to be a trade-off, okay? I am, once you've done it, I'm going to... I'm going to come my embarrassing list as well. No! Embarrassing! embarrassing. Yeah, mine no. is embarrassing. <laughs> mine is embarrassing. Okay, so mine's Goodbye by Elton John. Yeah. Um, you're going to miss my loving by Lou Reed. The, the chorus of Seemingly Endless Time. The oh. chorus of um, Ecstasy by Death Angel. And then I do, um, God, the, the name escapes me, the old Scorpions song, Yuli John Roth era of, I can't, I can't even think of the melody right now. I was never a massive fan. Oh, um, I sing it every day, but of course now that it's post-show, my adrenaline's like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I don't know. You know, um, what's that breakdown, Chad? You know, I sing it every night. Tonight I can't. Yeah. Uh, and the weird thing is, people are going to be listening to this and maybe keep fucking it, shouting. Every, going, Dude, yeah. it's fucking yeah, this yeah. Song. Every, I mean, I sing it every night. But, uh, hey, man. Yuli John Rather and Klaus sings the song, so it's that uh, that era. Yeah, and I sing it every night, and I can't. I, It'll come back to you, man. Tomorrow I will. Yeah, you. yeah. And then after I do that, I do. Um, um, I don't even remember the title of the song, but it's a U2 song. You know, oh, great ocean, right. oh, great sea. And then I do uh, the chorus of a Death Angel song, Lost. And then the chorus of a Death Angel song, I don't even remember the name of it. Is that what it is? You sure? Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. I, I, my it's not even a chorus, it's a tag on a song called Cause for Alarm. Right. And then um, after that, I do the whole breakdown of um, Nobody's Fault by Zeppelin. That's the last one I do. Ah, 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 ah. Nice. That's the one. So you've got, got a real mixture in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got a real mixture to. in there. I have to. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's it's. It's interesting for people to hear because there's like it's like the, the stuff I the, probably the two things the two things I do most frequently are how deep is your love by the Bee Gees amazing song amazing song Fucking, amazing band but also it's like really really upper register yeah pushing my nuts out and then um, uh, and I've, I I love singing this song the jazz singer oh come on man come on. Neil's my man. Oh. No. <laughs> Neil's my man. He knows. Everyone in that. Neil, Neil Diamond's my guy. But that voice. Neil Diamond's my guy. Come it's on. amazing. Isn't it? I am said I. <laughs> <laughs> when he smuts that around, one oh, of the greatest things just, ever. Man. And, and you know the album he did with Rick Rubin, the 12 songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, song on there, um, Hell Yeah. Mm. There's a song on there called Hell Yeah. And... Uh, when that album came out, my dad, my my dad had just died, and that whole uh, hell yeah, and he's just going talking about his life, and yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. like yeah, hell yeah, yeah. it's been, and and I was like it, it, it just touched me, man. It was like right song, right time, yeah. but it was a positive, of course. And cry, but it was like positive. Dude, I, you know? I love I love crying for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great band, great band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I just saw your I saw your scum club patch on your on your jacket. Goddamn Man. right! How thrash are you? It's, like it's coming out. Of it's, your from, it's from my original. It's from my original T-shirt. I, I well, 
they might say I was I was just sort of poking around. I was like, yeah, what? yeah. Fuck, I saw that logo. I was like, yeah. That is the only bar I've ever been in after a show. And we went up to the bar and just said, what can I get? He was gonna. And there was this joke that we were always cracking from some from a little British TV show. Um, well, actually, from Bad News. Ah, oh, the greatest. Yeah. So not a little greatest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. little to some. <laughs> to, to some colossal, immeasurable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we so what we do whenever someone said like, well, I'll have a hundred pints of lager, you know, like they do mm. in the uh, in the Indian restaurant. So we said, I'll have a hundred pints of lager, mm-hmm. and she just started. Yeah. And she was just like putting them on the counter. And all like, <laughs> at first, we thought it was hilarious and great, and then we thought, like, we're gonna have to fucking pay for these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, no, that's an that's an awesome place. Man, that yeah. is, so you had one of those original shirts, of course. And you just kept it for posterity, chopped it up, put it up. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm a so, nostalgic guy, but I don't, I don't just live in the past. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. yeah but the thing is, like the, do, doing what we do, there is a yeah. certain amount of you know, there is a certain amount of nostalgia. Yeah, let's you face it. it. I mean, you know, I haven't been, I haven't been pushing my way through to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, to get to the stage door, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like, it's you know, we're, that's where we all started out. Yeah, for sure. Wasn't it? For I mean, sure. You know, we were just kids. Yeah, and uh, and it just kind of, yeah, you know, got out of hand. Yeah. So um, thank God. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God. So um, yeah, yeah. Are you pleased with the new album? Because I've seen you appearing on a lot of a lot of um, end of year lists. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of best albums yeah, of the year, yeah. best thrash albums of the year. You're like, you're landing yeah. on those lists, man. Yeah, knock on wood. I mean, I mean, knock on wood that it happens again someday. But no, absolutely pleased. This is actually production-wise probably my favorite since um, for this lineup. And this lineup's been together ten years. This is our fourth record with this lineup. Production-wise, my favorite. Um, with Jason Sukoff produced it and co-produced by Rob. Production-wise, it's my favorite. Some, of, I think, some of our strongest songs. I'm not going to say definitely the strongest. You know, I won't say the strongest record, but I. I but I'm not saying it's the weakest record <laughs> yeah, by any means. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying yes, I'm absolutely pleased with the record. I love it, and it definitely um, puts a big ass proud stamp on where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But I mean, there's been, uh, you know. There's there's a lot of um, and I, it could be our strongest record. I'm just gonna say there's there's one that's my personal favorite, and it's probably just because of what I was going through at the time. Are you, are you allowed but, to say? Yeah, yeah. My favorite is um, my favorite. The closest one to me is uh, the Dream Calls for Blood, and ironically, it's not my favorite production. But I think the songs are just more ingrained into what the fuck I was going through at the time. Uh, I yeah. I love that. Yeah. See? I love that. Album. There you go. I think I, that is without <laughs> doubt one of your strongest of the of the new era. I fucking love that album. Thank you. In fact, I think that's the last time I saw you guys when you were, when you were you just you you yeah. just put it out. You were playing the club. I think playing the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think we have scar tissue from that place. For Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Yeah. But um, that, no, yeah, that, and that's why I was really glad you you you, you know you played the title track tonight as well. Yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. Cause I was going to say, you know, you play some of the old classics and the, you know songs that that people know, you know, and you you're on a you know you're you're on a Bay Area tour. You you've got to respect the catalogue. You do. You know? it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a festival set, isn't it? It, it, it is, and it's and like, it's tough because it's we get fifty minutes, and you know you have you, you have nine records and. To cover nine records in 50 minutes, it's really tough. But you also, we don't want to just rely on 
the classic stuff. But of course, we we don't we don't want to shy away from it either because you know we know that's where you know yeah uh, that's got us here today. But we're very proud of our you know current catalog. But you know the the, the set's always evolving between all three bands. You know yeah 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 yeah, yeah and it's, uh, so there's songs that come in and come out and mm. I, I mean. I walked in tonight and you were playing Voracious Souls and I was yes. like, Yes! <laughs> Man, that is just like, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the, the first video song from 87. Yeah, yeah. man, that's like yeah. just fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. But and you, you've got to be pleased with the, the reaction, the crowd reaction tonight. Um, and how many fuckers were in there? Yeah, the crowd reaction yeah. was incredible. You know, and it, it, it's uh, it, it's interesting too because I think a, you know, peop, a lot of people tonight have, have have maybe seen the logo and know Barry Thrash or maybe know a song kind of thing. So this tour has been spectacular for us because they get to see us perform and they kind of get a gist of it. And we've won so many people over on this tour, so it's been a blessing for us. But uh, tonight was wonderful for the fact, simple fact that we go on so early, you know, and um, there's some venues uh, that that they, the security is not is maybe being. I'm, I guess there's not such thing as too thorough. And but you, when yeah. you're the first band, there's such thing as too fucking thorough. And you know, we're playing to a. Not even, I'd love to say a half-filled house. Sometimes we're playing to a quarter-filled house and watching people yes. trickle in when the line's fucking, you know, around the block. So it's just like, it's frustrating sometimes. But yeah. the, the wonderful thing about it tonight was that the they opened the doors five minutes late, which alone pissed me off, you know, because it is, we're the first band. Yeah. But then they got the, you know, the queue in fast. Yeah. And so that's a blessing for us because... Yeah. You know, we are in that. It's it it, it 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 it's it's a position that you you want to win as many people over as possible. You know. Yeah, and and look, I've been been there myself as well. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing worse than overzealous security. Yeah, and also, I mean, that that feeling of when you're playing and you're seeing people coming in and it's like you can't let God those negatives. Damn it. Yeah. Fuck, you know, it's like it's back here. You know. Yeah, yeah. You and let it halfway through the set, the place is full, but you're like. It'd be different if there was no one outside, but when there's a fucking queue around the, you know, yeah. the corner, to say the least, then then it's it's frustrating. Yeah, there was a massive queue tonight. But tonight was massive. awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been... So what's what's the... What's the... You finished this tour, what's the plans? Uh, we finished this tour, we, we, we have, I believe, five more dates, right, Ted? We have five more dates, then we're home, we fly home to San Francisco for one day. Uh, we have a day off at home full not including the traveling day like a full day off at home yeah laundry and then <laughs> no then we fly to uh mexico city for a one-off festival it's ah, right. the helen he- heaven festival playing this i don't remember the date but it's may we're playing the same day as king diamond us uh yeah oh yeah megadeth cool <laughs> Ginger, you know, they're the, they're, the, they're, the, they're the most popular band on the planet right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, and, yeah. And, and a plethora of other people. So we're doing that. And then after that, uh, we have downtime. We've, we've got, uh, uh, I think, April off. Um, so 
the goal is to start writing the, you know, yeah. to start putting together at least some structures for the next record um, through April mid and, and through mid-May. Mid-May, we fly to Manila, Philippines, and we're, we're direct support to Iron Maiden for a one-off. Flying off to support Maiden, not a bad idea. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's the life really. Yeah, it? so we're going to fly off to a one-off in Manila nice. in, in mid-month, and then after that, uh, fly home. I like to think do a bit more writing but we should because we have june off as well so i'm hoping basically april through june i mean april through the end of june we're doing writing except for the rehearsals for the maiden show and then july we come back out to europe to do summer festivals july august summer festivals and then um september through the end of the year i'm not allowed to say what we're doing, but we'll be busy through the end of the year, September through December. Right, okay. <laughs> so going on mid-September through the end of the year, we're going to be busy, and that's, that's what I have to say right, about that. That is well. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that that's, that's, a, that's a good stretch of time. So you, you, Right, okay, I was going to ask more questions, but there's yeah, no yeah, point, yeah. is there? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, well, never yeah, Unfortunately. But, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> well, I'm going to make, doing, doing the Maiden thing as well, man. That's, that's, that's come on, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Well, I I I remember interviewing um, uh, Scott Ian, and yeah. um, we had uh, and we were talking about because um, he does his spoken word, and obviously yeah. I've done like stand up forever. Yeah, and um, so we we were talking about stuff like that. I saw him do his first stand up on the 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 was it the Mega Cruise? I think the Mega Cruise. He does really? him and Brian Posehn did a stand up night. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking so I got to see Scott do his first night of stand up. Yeah, he, he killed it. That's awesome. I mean, he, well, yeah. he, you know, he should do. He's he's yeah. a funny guy, and the thing is, it's like it's delivery. He's got delivery. Exactly. You know, he's got, he, and and that is, it's like if you can, you know, if you can master that, then. Yeah. Um, but um, and and I, well, we were kind of wandered off the subject. I know. Sorry. I, no, no, no. I wandered off the subject with Scott. Oh yeah. And yeah. um, and then uh, and he said, oh yeah, we 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 got South America with Maiden, the touring South America with Maiden. And I went, oh right. I saw you. Shame you're not on the plane now, isn't it? And he went. No, we aren't. Like, what? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, we're on the we're on the plane." I was like, "Dude, you're fucking kidding!" Yeah. And, it was like, and then it was just two maiden fans. Yeah. yeah. Just like it was super. They're excited. on the plane. I know, I know. I know. I was talking to Frankie about it too, and he was like sitting in the cockpit with Bruce at one for one flight, I think. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna well." Oh yeah. I I used to run I used to run the pub quiz in in uh, Bruce's local. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so, awesome. um, so, uh, so yeah. He's he's he came and did it a couple of times, and I I got to know his mates and his and so I ended up getting you know getting pissed with him a couple. Of times oh, that's wonderful. In, in his local pub, that's and, uh, amazing. It's just such a top man. Yeah, of course. Really nice. Of guy. course. Well, really you know, nice guy. You know, um, top five influences of all time. Of course. Again, he's right there. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's, but also it's like it's just it's like it's the you know it's the pilot. It's the it's the um, that is a renaissance know, fencing. man. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the oh, I've got cancer. Well, let's finish the album first. Yeah, attitude that you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, yep. That amazed me. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna like just carry on with yeah. the album, are you? Okay. That's, I mean, it's like you know. Might think it's tough when you like you got a bit of a bad throw or something like that. You know, you didn't sleep well the previous night. Yeah. It's like I heard that and I was like, I'm never complaining. Again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, that because we had a day off yesterday, 
we came here yeah, you did, didn't you? a day off in London and then and it's always I don't know but something about a day off the day after a day off is almost tougher on me than you know but I love day I need them don't get me wrong do you do your, do you do your warm ups on days off no hell no no only thing I do on day off is uh, sleep in. I finally don't put honey in my tea because I want my tea to taste like proper fucking tea. And then, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, about it. I know the feeling, yeah. And then, uh, I, I, you know, I, 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 I wine and dine myself. I take my out and I, I wine and dine Treat myself yourself. last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, I, I tend to avoid the band, so that's why I'm perfect. I mean, I love the guys, but it's just. You know, I just more interesting adventures happen to me if I'm by myself, and I like interesting adventures. Yeah, you know, and I'm not afraid to travel by myself. I'm not afraid to, you know, go in a pub by myself, a restaurant by myself, sit anywhere by myself. Because I, some of the seriously from the '80s, some of the greatest adventures I've ever had from touring have been when I've been by myself, and it's going to happen that way. Because if you travel in a pack of even four to fifteen. That that that's that opportunity is not going to present itself. Yeah, you know, and when I'm, you're by yourself, some opportunity is going to rep- you know present itself to you, whether it be spectacular or borderline. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it 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 tends to be pretty spectacular for me. So yeah, but it's like you know, I'll talk to anyone. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, uh, I, 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 but I absolutely get that kind of. Um, that kind of solo mentality yeah. while uh, yeah. um, when, you, when you're over here do you um, have you ever used vocal zone uh, um, the, the little mm. uh, Chuck gave me some like four years ago maybe he gave me some from uh, he got them from a tour tour supply I think well well, I, it's it's you know I can hook you up dude I have a I'll, um, I'll take it I have a, um, I'll take it you know what I use okay. in lieu of go on Fisherman's Friend Right, yeah. You know, I mean, but because Chuck gave me a pack once and I used it every day and then they went away and I was like, well, you always yeah. got Fisherman's Friend. Well, the reason I was thinking of it is, A, because um, uh, vocals I used to be one flavor and there's three flavors now, which is like good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they've also brought teas out and the tea. Oh, interesting. And the tea is what I had in the studio and at all time is just like, just, just vocals on tea huh. all interesting and it's um, and it's all you know it's all herbal it's none of it there's no um, there's no active ingredients yeah yeah but um, but they were they were saying actually I'm not an anti-active ingredients I'll have you know no I'm joking no 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 it's alright it's no, okay no, no, I'm, all, yeah, I'm, all, yeah. I'm all good with the active ingredients as well so I've been called worse yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um, but it's it's definitely I like to think I'm the most active ingredient in thrash no I'm joking <laughs> I, I, I wish I'd I wish I'd remember to bring some of that tea with me actually but yeah. Um, but yeah it, the thing is, I know that there, there is plans to, to, to for it to be available in the states. As well. Ah, interesting. Okay. Because um, I was speaking to both about a year ago now. But vocal zone, if you get a chance, yeah. um, pick it up, pick it up over here. Um, and it's yeah. I mean, I found it quite useful. Uh, the thing is, you know, all these things. It's like you can't really judge what it's doing. You know, it's you tough. just have to do it, uh, yeah, and go like, well, I think this works for me. So. And everything works different for everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? At, at, on stage, ironically, you know, I have my little trifecta of beverages, and it's and um, 
Of course, tonight I couldn't bring it out because you can't bring glass out on stage. But um, between uh, songs, I actually do, uh, and I have it in order, it's gin, then my stage tea with the honey, and then a sip of water. And, it, you know, and I, it, people think, like, I down a bottle of gin on stage. I'm like, nope, it's just a nip. Just a fucking, excuse my language, but... It's very really low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fucking just a, <laughs> a kiss of gin yeah. just to, you know, loosen it up a bit. Maybe loosen me up a bit. And then my You're black right. yeah. tea with the ginger and the, you know, manuka honey. And then a sip of water. And then that's what I do between songs. Just... Oh that little trifecta and come out and you know that's, the lead, that's your regime yeah, yeah yeah that's part of it as well it's sounding awesome tonight man I hope so I can't awesome tell <laughs> as I said it was a day after so the, the day after a day off it usually takes me a bit longer in the set to, in, no matter how long I warm up backstage but for some reason the day after a day off it just takes a bit longer in the set for my voice to feel like it's fully opened up and Tonight was kind of that case, but you know, halfway through the set, I felt like it finally was like. Well, there was where there was one of your um, a, a, one of your um, yeah, yeah. when you were really <laughs> and I heard a guy, I heard a guy behind me go, "How the fuck does he do that?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. so it worked. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, you know, I was like, dude, yeah, I know, I know, I was like. <laughs> But um, no, man, it was sounding. It was sounding awesome. Good, and it was good, great, Alfred. I'm, you, as a band, you sounded fucking uh, hot I mean, I mean, out front. Rip. Glad you feel it. Well, a lot of that goes to our our, our front of house guy, Tilo. We've had him for how long, Ted? About uh, going on eleven. 10 years. Going on ten years. Yeah, going on a decade, and he, wow. he's something we'll, we'll we'll we will cling to him with all legs, arms, claws out, you know, teeth in his neck. We don't ever want to let him go. And he's, he's, you know, the, you know, the invisible sixth member. And he's just our guy. Well, out front, it sounded great. I mean, I, you know, I was at Soundcheck, you know, one singer was at <laughs> <laughs> It sounded awesome. Should have ran out. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I was, you know, it's just... Um, but yeah, it sounded. It just sounded awesome. Even in a, you know, even in an empty venue where you, yeah. a lot of the time you're just getting, you know, you're hearing everything three times. Bounce. Exactly. But it, sounded, it sounded good in an empty venue, and then just filling up out front. Um, and I, I went because I, initially, if you stand behind the sound desk, you lose a bit of the sound goes into the into the, the, uh, balcony. In the balcony. So I got yeah. down. So I got down in front. So I was kind of like center view. It sounded awesome. It Good. really, really did. Good. Uh, so, and the thing is, as well, it didn't. It, it wasn't a just. It didn't just sound good. It, it's like. It had the clarity that meant that you could... I could have closed my eyes and you could have come on and started playing a song of yours that I don't know, which is very, very few, I might add. Oh, um, well, and, and I, I, and I would have gone, oh, that's, that's Death Angel. Well, thank you, I'm glad. Because, like, the Death Angel actual sound is just, like, is there, you uh, know, as opposed to it not just sounding good. It, Yeah, spot on. Oh, spot right on. Thank you. Spot on, man. Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's it? T- how long does it take? You know, coming from somebody who's t- it's taken twenty nine years to get an album out. This is a cocky, so hot, hot, yeah, cocky yeah, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come it's taken it's so long to get this tour together and for you guys to finally, you know? Uh, I mean, you know, we've toured with Testament, we've toured with Exodus, but there's always been rumblings of this tour, at least for the last five years, have been rumblings of something like this happening, and I, I. I don't know if it was just 
everyone's recording schedules and things like that. It's it, that just makes makes it really tough. And I also think that maybe a, a, things happen for reasons because I don't know if it would have been a, a proper representation doing this this lineup without Gary being an Exodus. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't think it'd be a true representation, and I think it, it, like everything kind of just fell into place with everyone's timing and releases. And I know Exodus is you know riding right now, but I just think um, it's also just another way to for Exodus to fucking bam, you know, plant their flag of Gary's back. Gary's back, and you know we're on fire and we're writing a new record. And I think you know it, the timing finally. Everything fell into place. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I, and this is definitely not the, the last of this tour. But it couldn't, sure. it couldn't, it couldn't have worked out better for you and Testament though, could it? Yeah. 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 You, you know, your album's yeah. pretty recent. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, theirs for sure. is, you know, about to drop. I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. And I'm sure Nuclear Blast isn't pissed off about it either. <laughs> no, not at all, yeah. I'm sure they're very pleased. Yeah, have, you seen, yeah, yeah. have you seen anyone? I know Claire's here. Yeah, um, Claire's it's, here. It's, I, I saw her in, in passing when I had, you know, just got out of the shower with my little, you know. Top knot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's, yeah, let's call it that. A yeah, top knot. Game, yeah. game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, exactly. I washed my hair yesterday. I don't wash my hair every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you seen Mark? Is Mark around? Mark no. Palmer. I'm not seeing him. Right. Yeah. But no. I'm, I'm not saying that. He's not here, you know. Yeah, you're just saying you haven't seen him. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so you've got you've got the new album, you've got this tour under your belt, you've got a plan for the end of the year that you can't you can't talk about. <laughs> a good the last quarter of the year, yeah. But all yeah, yeah. but all's good. I mean, you know, you've you've got a you know, you've got a stable lineup, you've got uh, you know, good label support. There's yeah. just, everything is kinda like it, it it seems to be as an outsider looking in, you know, it's good in the camp at the moment. You know, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think it's like lineups, key in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very fond of this lineup. And 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 something that you know, I think that a lot of people don't realize is this is the longest running Death Angel lineup ever. Yeah, it's also the mo- the most. Uh, this lineup has the most actual studio recordings together. We've done the most touring together, and it's just. It's hard for people to really grasp that, that, you know, cling on to just you know, the first three records. But yeah. it's, it, it is, in fact, the case. And, uh, yeah, it's something I'm actually very proud of. Yeah. Well, I, it's, it's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. I mean, anyone can say like, "Oh, yeah," but what about writing songs or whatever? No, 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 yeah. no. Just keeping five fuckers yeah. happy, in the, happy in the same band. Yeah, that, that right there. That's the yeah. job. Hence, on my days off, I'm I leave everyone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, "No, yeah. seriously, go." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm like, I'm gonna do my, my do my thing, and they all know what my thing is. I, just, I need to get away from everyone. That's fair enough, man. Yeah. Well, look, I, I think I think we we have been speaking for yeah, look, half an hour, man. We surpassed ten minutes. I know. Oh, so my, my voice my, sucks my, tomorrow in Manchester. This is what this is. You what know to play. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is what I'm thinking. I'm gonna get the fucking. Summer, we're gonna play Manchester in like May. And yeah. Get shit kicked out. <laughs> so definitely, John Mark couldn't sing a fucking note. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. On the long screens, I'll just hold the mic up to the crowd. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's my that's my favourite. You guys, yeah, fucked. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Oh look, thanks for your time, man. Oh man, I really come appreciate on. it. I was very excited to see you. Oh, yeah, I was always, always, always. Yeah, we have a long history. That we do, my friend. That we do. Um, and uh, and there you have it. That was an awesome, awesome 
day. I just had such a blast. I hope um, you've enjoyed listening to it. Um, unfortunately, um, I yeah, I complete. Uh, um, I had brief chats with Zetro and brief chats with Gary from Exodus, and it was good to catch up with them. Um, and n- it was never ideal to get um, uh, any kind of um, uh, interview going. Gary, um, the one chance we had, he was before. Well, basically after soundcheck, he was icing his elbows because he's got he's got problems with both elbows at the moment. Um, and bear that in mind, by the way, icing his elbows before sound check, after sound check, before going on, after going on. I mean, you know, that's commitment. Um, and 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 Zetro was just uh, like really, really just all over the place all day. We kept seeing each other and going, "Oh, we've got to sit down," but it just never happened. Um, so uh, so yeah, unfortunately, um, you know. Got got stuff with got stuff with Testament. Got stuff with um, uh, Death Angel. I did get to at least you know hang out and and say hi to Gary and, and Zep for a bit. Um, but it just you know by the time I actually got a chance to sit them down, we had a dressing room full of people. It was after the show. People coming and going. It just it really wasn't ideal. And, and I, I didn't even broach the subject because it just wasn't worth doing. But anyway, look if you haven't listened to Talking Bollocks before, I hope you've really enjoyed it and fucking sign up, you cunt. There you go. That's what you can expect from most pocket talking bollocks. Um, it, look, it'd be great. Please subscribe, share, tell everyone about this, and um, and hopefully, um, you know, I can get even more stuff. There is podcast coming at the end of this month, which I'm sure everyone is going to really enjoy. Uh, this month's podcast is with Michael McKeegan, the evil priest, bass player with Therapy, and um, metal mega producer Russ Russell. So if that ain't enough to get you to come back next week, Sorry, next month. Say, sorry, this month. Okay, you're not coming back, are you? Because this guy's incompetent. Well, anyway, you know where I was going with it. If that ain't enough to make you come back, I don't know what is. So thanks for listening. And um, hopefully uh, I'll see you all at the end of the month when you're going to be busy downloading the next episode of Talking Bollocks, which is, I must admit, I must remind myself and all you guys, which is hosted by the wonderful people at All About The Rock. Allabouttherock.co.uk. Go and pay it a visit. Cheers, guys. Speak to you at the end of the month.